Welcome back to the TNT BNB podcast. On these episodes, we will be bringing in a guest host to rank our favorite movies from a certain year. So sit back, mix a drink, and enjoy the show. Listener beware, we'll be spoiling the shit out of all of these movies. Here we go again. We are starting up a new decade, being 1989. Pretty good year. That was one. Yeah, there was top heavy for sure. Yeah, my list didn't really change much from what I thought going into it to what ended up making the list. It was kind of how I anticipated it going. Very deep year. I had like six or seven where I was like, damn, you know, like I could have went... 12, 13, 14, yeah, and still sure. been like, I'm comfortable with this. <laughs> yeah. I had to throw in one. It's one that I didn't rewatch, so. There are a few on here that I, I didn't, didn't rewatch. A couple of yeah. And I haven't seen it in a while. By my, and my one that I did as my didn't age well, I haven't seen it in about five, ten years, but I remember watching it, and I just remember loving it as a child, but just not. I mean, it was still good. I just had to find a throw-in for that, too. There's really only a couple movies I didn't get to, but I didn't think they were list makers by anyways. But yeah, I was kind of like good, more, more dramatic movies, I guess, where I was like, eh, yeah, we're all right. Yeah, but... All right, well, 89, I don't think much happened that year. I always think of the earthquake with the World Series. That was 89, wasn't it? Giants. Yeah. So I think I remember, oh, that was the first year the Pistons won a title, too. Yeah, that's right. Bad so boys. That be the Lakers. Huh. And Michigan, yeah, Michigan won. That was a good year for, for <laughs> Michigan sports. Shit. Yeah. Not that we remember any of it. I think the Red Wings sucked then. But... Anywho. All right, asshole. What's your worst age? Start her up. My worst age is all dogs go to heaven. Um, IMDb of uh, 6.7, meta of 50, tomato 44%, audience 63, worldwide about 27.1 million, budget was 13, director was Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. I didn't put the actors or actresses because they're just nobody that I know of. Um, no, I loved this movie as a child. I watched it, I wore out the tape. Yeah, I remember it was, watching this. It was a great this movie. Uh, I remember we watching it five, ten years ago. I can't remember when, but I just remember watching it. And just the animation wasn't the greatest. The voiceovers did not really suit like the dog talking. Um, I don't know. It was just just didn't age well. And it's basically about a dog that dies and goes to heaven, and there's all this crazy um, heaven stuff that. Yeah, I don't really remember the plot of that movie. All I don't really long. remember either. I just remember he was a bad dog, I think. Died. Um, like no, I said, it's no been dogs, a while. No dogs are bad. Come on, no. <laughs> I've actually never, I've never seen this. I um, know the title. I know it was big when I was a kid. It's but. been a while since I've seen it. There's not much to talk about it. Um, just I remember the two biggest things was the animation and the voices didn't carry out with the dogs that well. Um. I could see it being a great child's movie back in the day, or maybe a children's movie still. Like, but weren't there a couple sequels too? Mm. I think so. 
quite a bit. Are there? I think there's like three or four. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I don't really remember it. But like I said, there's not much to really go on in this movie, so I just can go on to the next. All right. Um, get my paper open here. My age, the worst, is Pet Cemetery. I actually liked this as a kid. Um, never read the book or anything, but uh, it's Tomato Meter of 53, Audience 59, IMDb a 6.5, Metascore 38, directed by Mary Lambert, written by Stephen King. I guess he did the screenplay too. Had a budget of 11.5 million, made 57.4, and did not have a worldwide release. It stars Dale, Jesus Christ, Dale Midkiff, Denise Crosby, and Fred Gwynn. People I've never heard of. No. Uh, Fred Gwynn, I did recognize. I was like, I know this fucking guy. He was on the Monsters way back in like the 50s oh, or okay. 60s. Was he like the grandpa then? Or? I don't know who he was on the show. No, I mean in the oh, he, Cemetery he's movie. the neighbor. Oh, yeah. oh. Have you seen this before? Or no? I have, yeah. Okay. See, it's I been a while. Well, really, the reason it didn't age well for me, like as a kid, I remember kind of liking it and actually thinking it was kind of scary. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I remember the gross out of like the Achilles cut. Achilles cut, cut yeah. It's like, that's still gross even rewatching because this is on Netflix. So I rewatched it. Yeah, acting is fucking terrible. Like is that? so bad. Like Fred Gwynn's character is okay. He's probably the best of the bunch, and the kids really aren't that bad. But the husband and wife, dude, it's like they're just like reading off the page. There's really? like no emotion to anything. It's it's really bad. That's why I was like at first I'm watching because I'm like oh I'll just watch this and it's short. It's like an hour and a half maybe. Yeah, I'm like doing other stuff i'm kind of paying attention i'm like what what is happening like it, it was jarring how bad the acting was <laughs> and i mean Stephen king movies are hit or miss a lot yeah for sure i never saw the remake did you no but i heard his dog shit oh is it yeah yeah like jason clark yep <clears throat> like jason clark this is the one that i have never seen i actually was gonna try to watch this when we were gonna do this and all the reviews that i read on it and stuff like that. I'm like, even though it's an hour and a half, I'm like, it's not going to be a list maker. I'm yeah, not going to watch it because this was already a top-heavy year. And again, I could have chose this as like a didn't age well kind of movie. Well, that's again, part of the I reason didn't... I watched it because I was like, I wonder how this ages. And then about 20 minutes in, I was like, yeah, this is probably my age of the worst. <laughs> I don't have to work too hard on this one. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is, is if I would have seen it 10, 20 years ago, and watched it again. I could have said it was age the worst, but I first time watcher. I just didn't want to. You are a pretty avid Stephen King reader, are you not? I mean, I've read probably, I probably read a dozen of his books, but six of those are from the Dark Tower series. Okay. So it's not like, but I've, I've never read the Pet Cemetery. Gotcha. Or, I guess it's not the Pet Cemetery, but right. He's got a lot of good stories. Green Mile, Stand, The Stand, Shining, Stand by Me, Shawshank. Well, that's just a short story. But yeah, like my mom has read every single book he's ever written. I'm pretty sure. Gotcha. Even his book called On Writing, which is just like about writing. It's, <laughs> it's a real nerd. But that's all I really got to say about Pet Cemetery. All right. Um. So my age the worst. I actually still like the movie, but the ending just kills it for me now. Like it's just almost unbearable. It's Ghostbusters two. 
IMDb is 6.6, a meta score of 56. Rotten Tomatoes of 54% tomato meter, 61% audience. Budget of 25 million. Domestically, $112,494,738. Worldwide, $215,394,738. Directed by Ivan Reitman. Written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramos. I liked the movie. I liked the use of the painting and all that shit. Yeah, I haven't seen this in like 10 years, so you might have to refresh me a bit. I I didn't rewatch it, but the ending where they put all the slime on the Statue of Liberty and walk it into town and they get all of New York to start singing a happy song. That's right. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, I do remember that. That That's the part that doesn't age well at all. Like, I can't remember the name of the dude in the painting, but he was a decent villain, I thought, trying to take Sigourney Weaver's baby or put himself into Sigourney Weaver's baby, I think, is what he was actually trying to do. But holy fuck, that ending was just garbage. Yeah. With the slime and... There's a river of slime underneath the city that's making everybody angry and... Yeah, it's weird they waited five years after... The way sequels kind of yeah, got out at that time, it seems like. They waited five years to do the second one. Yeah. And it didn't do nearly as well, but... They, well, it, was, actually, it was a money grab, How did it I do think. in the box office again? Uh, 215 worldwide. Yeah, it's a money That's grab. Solid, a 25 million budget, so... Yeah. I mean, is that what you call a money grab? Like, hey, it's been five years, we have to push one out now, or it's going to be too late, so... Let's just make some more money real quick. It was clearly not written. The original wasn't written for a sequel. Mm -hmm. They just kind of shoehorned one in eventually. Yeah. And then they just created all the bullshit ones as now. But, I mean, all the characters are still good. Like, the Ghostbusters themselves and Sigourney Weaver. But, yeah, having not rewatched it, I can't really speak too much on it. Yeah, I don't remember much about it. Though when you said the singing in the Statue of Liberty, I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I still enjoy the movie. At least I remember still enjoying the movie. It's just that ending is can't can't do it. Yeah. So onwards and upwards. All right. So this is the movie I didn't rewatch. I loved it as a child. Um, family get-togethers, all me, my cousins, my sister, we would all pile in the basement and watch these movies. Um, and I think it's been five years since I've seen this last. I don't know. We went through a time where we watched these series, but it's Batman. You made my list as well. IMDb a seven point five. She missed mine. <laughs> uh, Meta sixty nine. Tomato seventy two. Audience eighty four. Worldwide four hundred and eleven point basically six million. Budget was 35. Director Tim Burton, which I think this was his last great film. Right? Well, well I we had scissor hands. Yeah, Edward yeah. Scissor hands. I stand with Big Fish still. Um, I never saw that. But it had Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, and Kim <laughs> Basinger. This is Kim Basinger at the height of her powers, too. She was fucking gorgeous in this film. Yeah, yeah and I have to say, out of all the Jokers, I like 
Jack Nicholas. Like, Nicholson. 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 Like he's the Golden Bear. <laughs> he has that natural smile where it didn't really need to be painted on. That's just his natural mouth. I don't know. I, I just remember pre, pre Ledger. It was like, oh, that no one's gonna live up to this. Well, yeah. Heath, Le- Heath Ledger was great, but you know, this is like his was more realistic. I yeah, guess. Nicholson's was more. He was definitely chewing up scenery throughout the entire movie. And the one thing I didn't like about this is they changed the story of the murder of Batman's parents. It yeah. was the Joker who killed him. Mm-hmm. Well, that's Tim, Bur- that's Tim Burton. Yeah. That's Tim Burton just throwing his own little well, John twist. Peters had a, his hands all over this movie. Yeah. But, I mean... I just remember back in the day that was the movie that was our go-to. And... You know, Michael Keaton did a good job as a Batman. I mean, this was his only one as Batman, right? No, he did Returns also. Oh, yeah. he did Returns. I forgot. Um, but yeah, you can. I mean, if you if this movie didn't happen and wasn't the success that it was, I don't think we end up where we are now with superhero movies. Probably not. Yeah, like, this is the up and rise. Like, um, it's a good standalone movie too. Well, though. yeah, it was this time, and then. They started bombing in the 90s, right? Like, you had Superman that bombed. Well, that was li- later. And there was no Superman good, Returns. There was, there was no six. good yeah. superhero movie probably until, like, Iron Man? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Yeah, X-Men. A few, few Spider-Men. X-Men 2 was probably Yeah, well. X-Men did yeah. well. Um, but the craze was Iron Man, wasn't it? Like, that's when everybody jumped on board. Well, that, I mean, that was the start of the the. Because MCU that we know now. I would actually say Avengers is when it really like took off for good. Yeah. Because so it goes Batman. Then there was a few year break, and then Spider Man came out. They had three Batmans after this though too. Yeah. But two of them. Are well, the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. That 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 was there was an argument to be made that that could have killed the superhero. That was Batman awful. and Robin. Yeah. Yeah, that was awful. Forever's pretty bad too. Yeah, I still get some enjoyment out of that yeah. one. But well, Robin's still enjoyable. Robin is enjoyable because so it's so bad, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're forgetting, though, because we're older than even this. Superman 78, one of the first oh, shows. Yeah. That was actually a really big yeah, movie. That was yeah. It was, yeah. Robin Brando was in it. But that kind of... Gene Hackman. Right? Christopher Reeves, yeah. Yeah. Um, I watched the shit out of those when I was a kid. They, but that probably, kind of, they probably don't age worth the damn. But no. That... that Kind of went the same way that this brand, Batman have, franchise did, because like three and four have, were terrible. We have the whole book of the Superman. We have all, all the, the Superman movies. Yeah. yeah, we have all the Batman movies too. Yeah. The one thing about this Batman movie is that I don't like. I fucking hate Robert Wool in it. The guy. <laughs> oh, Bruce Wayne! Look at this! Like, there's he's in the movie way too much. Yeah. Like he's in probably seven eight scenes where you're just like jesus christ yeah. what who was robert wool i know he's like he was a comedian but uh, yeah it's really all i know about him i don't even know who he the comp would be today because it's not like he was he wasn't on the level of like burr or Chappelle or somebody no, definitely not. <laughs> so i'm just picturing bill burr <laughs> being robert wool <laughs> oh yeah and then you forget too uh billy d williams was in it as harvey yeah, dent he got kind of he kind of yeah. got railroaded a little bit like. he did yeah he is supposed to be in the sequel and then the, i don't know exactly what happened but i mean it changed over to schumacher by the time they had two-face yeah maybe 
or what his contract was entailed, but yeah, and Burton's uh, aesthetic of Gotham in this one anyway, I thought was pretty good. Kind of went a bit over the top in returns. Yeah, but I mean, everybody—that's one of the big knocks on the Nolan uh, trilogy—is that the first one with like the narrows and shit, they make Gotham look really fucking grim. Right, mean grim. Yeah. And then Dark Knight. Oh, that's Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> and then one, third one. Oh, that's Pittsburgh. Yeah, like you can. In fact, just... it's Heinz Ward running with the ball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> well. The newest Batman was. They did a pretty good I job. Yeah, I heard it's really dark, that like literally dark. Really, yeah, I loved it. But that that was a pretty good interpretation of Gotham as well. I think. Yes, Where... that's what I was gonna just say. Is like that. That I gotta rewatch it. I might do it tomorrow morning when I wake up. But they did this on the rewatchables. They did Batman mm-hmm. and. Simmons had a funny thing where he said the scene where they're in the museum and they're playing Prince. He's like, that is when the eighties died. <laughs> like, I'm like, that's a fair point. Like Jack Nicholson with a guy with a boom box and a huge smile on his yeah, face playing yeah. Prince and painting like lipstick and shit on paintings. Yeah. It's ridiculous, but it's fucking awesome. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it is kind of a sign of the times, but yeah, I mean, it's, got some good lines too like weird lines like the you ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight <laughs> yeah or never rub another man's rhubarb like what is yeah. i don't know what that means but <laughs> it's unique yeah i get i can understand why people had pushed back to heath ledger getting cast before they ever saw any footage oh, i did i did too because like, really? i mean night's tale nicholson was crazy I mean, yeah. clearly, but in chewing up scenery like he did, I yeah, I thought it was a solid flick. He signed a endorsement deal like for the merchandise, and I guess I was reading his agent said he got six million to make the movie and made ninety million just of like the merch oh, and sure. like some of the ticket stuff percentages. So Jack Nicholson made like almost a hundred million dollars on this movie <laughs> thirty five years ago. Yeah, that's wild good investment yeah yeah this this was one of the five or six where i was like i could put it but i knew i thought you'd have it because mm. i didn't know if you would actually weirdly yeah it's my the opposite s- of what you'd think it was my number seven yeah i so. knew you liked this movie yeah my number nine i think i'll be the only one that has it i wanted to be a little different on this one but glory i didn't rewatch it tomato meter 93 audience 93 imdb is 7.8 meta 78 Directed by Edward Zwick, written by Kevin Jari, Lincoln Kirstein, and Peter Burchard. Sorry, it's a little dark. <laughs> Budget, $18 million, made 26.9. Did not have a worldwide release. Stars Matthew Broderick, Denzel Washington, Morgan Freeman, and Carrie Ellis. Uh, Washington won Best Supporting Actor, <clears throat> and then later won Best Actor for Training Day, what, 12 years later. Uh, yeah, so this is about... Civil War, it's, 19, it's 1862, sorry. And Matthew Broderick, he's, his, I think his dad's like a senator or something. His parents are very big, like big wigs. And he's, his name's Robert Shaw, obviously based on a real guy. Right. And he fights for the Union and he's put in charge of a black infantry. And Freeman and Denzel and a few other recognizable. Uh, Andre Brower. Oh, yeah. 
He looks way. I mean, you can tell it's he's him, but he's just playing younger. like completely. Yeah, he looks weird. He's somebody I didn't ever had seen young. Yeah. So you're like, oh, he was young. Um. Yeah, it's just about training them and like camaraderie and you know some of the guys like Denzel one time gets whipped for going out like deserting but then Morgan Freeman who Broder kind of puts in charge of like uh, to be his eyes and ears kind of to be the leader tells him it's like he was going to get some shoes we don't have shoes and like so he ends up going to like the higher ups and being like I know you fuck you like basically you fuckers are holding out on us and so they get all new shoes and stuff and like Oh, it's a, it's a good war. It's kind of a forgotten war movie. Yeah, because there's not a lot of battle. There's only really like two battles in it. Mm-hmm. First one, and then the ending where they go to Fort Wagner, and Fort Wagner's like on a beachfront, and it's really hard to get to. But he gets he volunteers basically for them to be the first line decoy, so they can come in from another entrance point, and obviously it doesn't go well. Hmm. I've never seen this. Yeah, it's, it's a good movie. It's kind of weird to looking back as Matthew Broderick was probably only in his like, mid to late 20s. He just seemed kind of young to have a role like that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially after like, Fer- it's only like three years after Ferris Bueller, you know? Yeah, that's right. But it's good. I, I kind of, I remember liking it a lot as a kid. And then I, this first time I'd watched it, probably 15 years. I thought it wasn't streaming anywhere. I rented it. Oh, did you? YouTube for like three ninety nine. Is it long? I seem to remember. It was like right at two, maybe oh, like two it? hours, two minutes, or something like that. That's not bad. Yeah, I watched it. I did like it, but it's got been a really good soundtrack. Twenty five years since I'd seen it, probably. I don't know who does the soundtrack? It might be. I don't think it's John Williams, but who directed it? Edward Zwick. I recognize the name. Yeah, I do too, but I can't place it. Doesn't sound familiar to me. Probably just a retard. You're not a huge war movie guy, though. Oh, I hate war movies. I'd say it's almost more history than war. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I mean, it, it encapsulates that, both. But fair. yeah, I I'm not really. It doesn't have it like a sa- on, it, it doesn't have on. a Saving Private Ryan scene where okay. somebody's getting their arm blown off or anything like that. It's not the. I don't give a shit about that. I just don't find war. Like I don't want to watch that. That cool. And so in my head, like I like history movies, but not war history movies. I don't like anything that has to do with war. Like I think it's more because when I was younger, my that's all my dad watched. Like literally, that's all my dad watches. And I just did not Wars like. Wars and it. westerns. Yeah, and those are the two movies I can't stand. Yeah, I don't like westerns. I mean. Some modern ones I do, but like trying to watch something. From trying to watch like a spaghetti western movie from the fucking sixties or whatever. Is tough. John Wayne ones, yeah. Not really <clears throat> but yeah, those are style. that's the reason why I cannot get into those type of movies because I was kind of forced to watch them. Do you like any modern ones like Saving mm-hmm. Private Ryan? No, the only one I liked Dunkirk? was um, the one about the football player. One about the football player. What was that one that we watched? And no, he wasn't a football player. Invincible. <laughs> no, like he got back from thing and he somebody shot him in the head at the end. Oh, American Sniper. American Sniper. That was on my list. Yeah. Yeah, I like American Sniper. I have to say I don't remember football in that movie. 
No, I got confused. Oh my god, my straw looks orange from over there. But yeah. Not into board movies. Do you like Laura? I mean, do you remember liking it though? I do remember. Li- I, like I said, I, it's 25 years, I couldn't tell you beats on it or even what character did what. But The ending's kind of, co- I mean, cool. It's hard to say cool because everything's like dead, but <laughs> right. when they're like taking him from the battle and kind of throwing him down in these ditch things and you see the bodies and he gets thrown with his like infantrymen so he like died with them but he also gets like it's not like he was treated any more importantly than them yeah you know he was white yeah oh good movie yeah it's been a minute alright so my number nine is a straight nostalgia pick because I loved it as a kid and I did. We did rewatch it. Little Monsters. Yeah, I did not like. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen this. And this was not. And IMDb a six. There was no Metascore. A forty-four percent tomato meter, sixty-two percent audience. Had a seven point one million dollar budget. Domestically, it made seven hundred ninety-three thousand seven hundred seventy-five dollars. This is directed by Richard. Greenberg, written by Terry Rossio and Ted Elliott. This movie stars Howie Mandel and Fred Savage as a child. The, I mean, what happens is when kids go to bed, there are monsters that live in a magical realm under their bed that come up and do a bunch of mischief and get the kids in trouble with their parents, like, uh, saran wrapped toilet seat, just goofy shit like that. Okay. And Savage's character is kind of a smart kid. His parents are on their way to getting a divorce. They're just fighting all the time. They move to a new city and a new house, and it's a fixer upper. But his younger brother keeps bitching about monsters under his bed and shit. And so they decide to switch rooms. And Savage actually catches uh, Howie Mandel's monster. So Howie Mandel plays a monster. Yeah, he's oh, under, okay. a, which is odd because he's so OCD and shit, but he's under heavy prosthetics and shit. Oh, yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. I didn't know if he was just voicing like a... No, it's it's him. But the thing is, light like makes the monsters go away and just their clothes are left. They like just disappear. So that's how he catches them kind of befriends Howie Mandel and they go on and do all this mischief with the bully at school and go up under it because you go down a bed you can come up a bed and it's only at night so when everybody's sleeping they're doing all this mischief and shit yeah and the world like the beneath the bed world is all fun and games you're playing baseball and breaking shit and all these goofy ass monsters and whatnot and can't all the candy you want you know any fucking eight-year-old kid's dream yeah so they're doing this back and forth there's a girl interest who's another smart girl that he would it's kind of creepy but climb up under her bed and just like oh she's so pretty and they're talking and then howie mandel's character ends up fucking with the girl a bit so he's kind of pissed off at him and he's done with it 
but apparently if you stay too long in the beneath the bed world you will turn into a monster so savage's character's hand would disappear and enlighten shit so he's slowly turning in there is a bad guy named boy who kidnaps uh fred savage's brother and so they have to go down and save him essentially a labyrinth a little bit and so they concoct they make all these fucking light guns and shit with flashlights and so they can go down there and get them sounds like a fun movie to watch as a kid. it is and it's kind of the monsters that they create are unique the main guy is pretty fucking creepy like the main bad guy boy uh <laughs> but it, it's kind of funny the they have to get out before sunrise. Otherwise, the floor under the bed goes solid. So they can't get out. Oh, okay. And they don't make it in time on the East Coast. So they have to run <laughs> to the West <laughs> yeah. Coast and end up getting out from underneath a homeless guy sleeping on the beach in California. And it's just a fun That's fucking clever. kid. It's a fun fucking kid film. I liked it. As a kid, I rewatched it. I still enjoyed it. I'll be honest, I don't think I've ever even heard of it. It was one of those movies we rented at Family Video or Premiere Video oh, okay. back when I was a kid. And I remember my brother, because I don't know exactly when I saw this, but my brother was younger than me, and we watched it. And then I don't know if it was days or that same day, find him lying under the bed trying to fall through to go to that <laughs> fucking world and shit <laughs> so it's yeah always, it's, it's always cool to like hear other people like movies that were special to you as a kid or at least unique mm-hmm. like like you said that made 793,000 so it didn't do well at, <laughs> no, all. Not at all and I've never heard of it but there's probably plenty of movies I have that you've never heard of and like same with yeah. all the way around it yeah. that's kind of interesting that's what I think I like about this project a lot yeah you get to figure out like, will I ever watch this? I probably will forget about it, honestly. Because yep. <laughs> half the time, by the time we wake up tomorrow hungover, I'll be like, what are we talking about? <laughs> exactly. <Yeah. laughs> Actually, speaking of We just started listening <laughs> to... Uh, Some of the old we ones? We listened to the, one of the old ones. We did the deep clean of the house like a week ago. And it was just kind of funny because I was high as shit. And I'm sitting like, yeah, we listened to the 2020 podcast when yeah. he was fucking up his sleep. Oh, bit. that one was bad. <laughs> yeah. For so, all of us. I think me and Tom Trevor both bad. That so one. what was funny was I'm sitting there cleaning a cabinet and I hear Tom's voice and I think he's actually talking to me from the other room or some shit. So I like turned my head. I was like, wait, what? no, like. It is kind of fun to go back and listen to the old ones and just like, oh, I forgot we had that whole conversation. Well, if we redo. 2000 through 2004 or 5 whatever we didn't have when we had shortlists yeah i we i might have to re-listen to all those because i don't know if we decide like to just redo it or to add no, on I, I think an add-on would be the best way i've got all my lists still. i'd have to figure out what the fuck mine were we'd have to probably listen to i'd have to listen but yeah yeah little monsters love it all right so this is another classic when i was a child um loved it cried great movie oh my god yeah so turner and hooch imdb a 6.2 meta 33 tomato meter 50 audience 51 worldwide let's just round up 71.1 mil 
Budget was 13. Director was Roger Spottiswood. Something? Spottiswood? Yeah. Something like that. And then we have Tom Hanks, um, Mar Winnings. Mar Winningham. Winningham yeah. Winningham yeah, and Craig uh, T. Nelson. Um, Coach. Yeah. I have to say. Oops. There that goes. Um, I do have to say, though. Uh, this movie, it, it has Tom Hanks as, like, he's... Very like um, OCD. He likes his place clean. He has certain spots. He's getting ready to move, so everything's He's organized. He's got a new job. He's got a new job in the bigger city, and this and that, and so it starts off with him like scrubbing things and making the place look neat, and you can see his boxes everywhere. And he has a regular that he knows, so he's like a detective, and. Um, they don't He's, even call them detectives in that town. They're investigators. Investigators, like yeah. He made a point to make that clear. And so he's training a new guy, and you can tell it's a small town because this old lady gave him muffins. And, uh, and it's Al from Die Hard. Yeah. Oh, and he was also in Family Matters. <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. dead. Um, but, Wait, he's a cop in this, too? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um... <laughs> I saw this a long, long time ago. But this is great. Like he's like, don't you can have a muffin? But he's sitting there like, wasn't he vacuuming it off or something? No, that was in another movie. But no, he's like, <laughs> he's like, just don't, uh, don't uh, get uh, crumbs everywhere. Be careful and keep them because he knows he's going to see his regular who has a dog. Yeah, and so. I'm not gonna go in full details because this is a great movie, but what this movie does is just shows you like what it's like to be a dog owner. You eventually don't give a fuck anymore. Yeah, the dogs shed. There's hair everywhere. Cool. Um, oh, he's gnawing on that. Fine. Cool. Whatever. We can replace that later. Like that's all part of becoming a dog owner is like except like you can't be ocd well, it's and, like your love for them outweighs yeah like you end up little things them. that are kind of annoying I guess. well the reason he had he took them in because there was a murder exactly like the old guy gotten up getting murdered and over the thing that he was called there for the day before which was he saw suspicions at this uh fish place that was very across from his harbor and he's this old guy that has a bunch of shit everywhere and a dock, and that'd be actually a cool place to live. I won't watch. Do you know last year they made this into a show? Mm-hmm. Yeah, on Disney Plus, and apparently it was terrible. It's got a six point five. I think they can I, I think they canceled it. Josh I think there's only one season. Yeah, but this movie to me is my childhood. Also, Canine, which had um, Belushi on it. Yeah, the brother. Yeah. Um Jim. That Jim. was no that was not streaming anywhere. You could not even rent it, you could not even buy it. It was <laughs> it's off the grid. <laughs> it's off the grid, but it's a gr- that that movie Is that from this year? Yeah. That movie and this movie were like two of my favorite movies I was a dog kid. And this one I had on Disney Plus, but the other one I couldn't get anywhere. So that one would have made my list if I would rewatch it. Because I Again, 
I watched K9 as much as I watched Turn. Childhood shit. Have yeah. we gotten to the year, we're probably already passed, but Homeward Bound and movies like that? I think I Homeward had, Bound was on, on his list. Yeah, it was on my Was list. that on your, yeah. oh yeah, it was, okay. See, that's what I'm saying, I don't fucking remember <laughs> half the shit. Yeah. Or Beethoven. Yeah. I don't think Beethoven made anybody's list, but. No, it was. And what kind of dog? We thought it was like a mastiff, Sandler but Knight. it was. Oh, no. this one. Yeah, hooch. Yeah. Oh, it was some kind of French. And it was only breed. 17 months old. Like, what the yeah, fuck? Yeah, in the IMDb trivia, that dog was 17 months Jeez. old. Yeah, that is a unique dog. I've seen dogs like that, but I don't know. I what. love a dog like that. Like, it's like a one. French bulldog mastiff mix. They had a name. I read it in the trivia that I had never heard before. But looking at it, you think, okay, it's like a mastiff or something. So it's like it just slobber a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and it did. It and, did. And even watching this again, it kind of choked me up at the end, dude. Like, when Hooch died. Yeah. Like, fuck. I mean, it wasn't full on Marley and me, but it was close. I think so. Oh, a lot dude. of movies like that. And then you have, like, it ends with the one that looks just like her. And he's baby. running through the whole fucking rules like he did the first yeah. time. That was, that was cool. Like, Tom Hanks, great guy. And he's going to probably make my list as we keep going down. And again. And we're kind of moving further and further back to. We've made a lot of our shit over the last oh, years, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, the but, 90s was this decade. Mm hmm. So, I vote for, I don't have much more to say about this movie. It's a great movie. You want to finish this round? You finish this round, and then we take a break. Right. Yeah, we're going to need ice here soon. Pretty sure this is on yours, probably yours too. Well, yours for sure, I think. This is your number eight? My number eight, Uncle Buck. We just watched it this morning. <laughs> Tomato my... Meter 64, Audience 76, IMDb a 7.0, Meta 51, written and directed by John Hughes. Budget fifteen million U.S. sixty six point seven seventy nine point three worldwide. Stars John Candy, Macaulay Culkin, Jean Louisa Kelly, and Gabby Hoffman. I okay. I haven't seen this movie probably since I was like thirteen. Oh, dude, we've seen this probably we, like three times, four times. Dude, rewatching. I was a little bit apprehensive, so I'm like, how's this gonna age? Because oh, I don't know. So good. This movie's fucking awesome. Oh, oh dude, I fucking love this movie. Where would John Candy? It's emotional too. Like, where would John Candy be today if he was still alive? Like he's, he'd be pretty old now. I no, guess. I mean he would, but sixty-eight he, or something. No, I'm just morning. saying, continuing after ninety-three. Like, what other movies could he have done after he died? Like I think he, he was, was trying to become more. I know this sounds kind of odd, but I think he did. He has a small role in a couple scenes in JFK. Yeah. I think he wanted to be a little more serious because he kind of got typecast a little. Yeah, oh, he certainly did. And I know this part. He's just a jolly, good, good guy, famously Canadian. And do you, do you like, know that he was on the Home Alone with Macaulay Culkin again too? Yeah. Yeah, like they were actually, I think, pretty close. Yeah. So for those who don't know. Movies about a family. The mom and dad have to leave because the mom's dad has a heart attack, right? Yep. And they're very. The little kids, I guess, aren't as distant, but the teenage girl. She's a. She, she ended up being she on guestier, and she was on. She's actually the wife of the ESPN president. I can't remember his name. I heard somebody reference it once. I was like, I looked her up, and I was like, Jesus. Oh, the girl from Yesteer. <laughs> she has permanent bitch rest, like. Bitch face. Bitch, <laughs> bitch face, resting bitch face. You mean? Yeah, yeah. resting bitch face. She, but she does a good job as that yeah. character. Um, but yeah, you kind of at first because I'd forgotten some of the storyline of why 
they move away from Indianapolis. Yeah, they so don't like really kind of say suburbs why. Of Illinois, but... somewhere in Illinois, because he's not that far from them, and he's in Chicago. Yeah, and really, because the daughter references at the one point, like you, you, you. If you cared get, about your dad, you, you wouldn't, wouldn't have left, moved away from moved him, away yeah. from him. Like basically, yeah. like she's upset because. She's probably like 16, 17. 15, 15. I think that's 15 it, yeah. they said, Well, they moved yeah. her away from like everything she knew. And that's why she's with that guy named Bug. Bug? Yeah. yeah. What's, What's his, his last, last name? name? Spray? Spray? <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> what what did he say? Uh, Have you ever heard of a ritual, ritual, ritual killing? killing? <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dude. This movie has so the many. The gunshot sound of the, the fucking exhaust <laughs> yeah. going off, like and every time. And talking about his axe in front of him, he's like, "Yeah, I can oh, take yeah. off a hatchet. A, a hatchet, yeah, <laughs> I take off. I could circumcise a bu- or a tick or whatever. I don't know what he said. And he's like, "You're bug, like tick, bug." But the thing that's great about it is like he's he's not like an. I mean, he's kind of a little bit bumbling. He just doesn't know where he is in life, but he's not an idiot. No. And like he loves his family, even if he doesn't know them anymore. Like he, he doesn't know the little kids' yep. names, and <laughs> she's like, "It's what's what's it? It's Maisie. It's Maisie for the, for the second, second time." time. But Fucking... he's a great uncle. He's every uncle you. He's the uncle everyone would love to have. Yeah, like the birthday party, the clown. That's uh, the Mike Star from Dumb and Dumber and stuff. Oh, is it That's really? That's the clown. Shit, I didn't put that together. Hey, do a little drinking this morning, bud. <laughs> Not only that, but you should see the toast. I couldn't even get it through the door. <laughs> yeah, with the pancakes. <laughs> I love how... Um, it's great. Uh, I, I, not love. I hated how the oldest daughter was such a bitch where she was telling his mom, like, oh, he left them home alone. Or he, you know, and he, he drinks. And, and then he fucked him over with his girlfriend. Friend, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, Laurie Metcalf is yeah, the neighbor. that's right. And then it's like a weird dynamic in the movie. And like, then he's he, like, into him really like what the he fuck? He goes and duct tapes the guy's hands and legs and put him in the trunk to go find oh, her. Yeah. And like the guy's a creep. He was trying like the girl was telling him no, but he was still taking her pants off and she's like But in the end, man, she warms to him and it ends up all Yeah. All good. And the the two younger kids are fucking hilarious. Mm-hmm. They both had good little careers. Like you said crap, that's a bad word. No, you're that's thinking of shit. shit. And then the Macaulay Culkin said, God damn it. Yeah, what you say? Yeah. <laughs> Your nails are digging into my arm. God damn it. Oh, I love the scene with the principal, too. <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. Mr. Melanoma Head. Yeah, and he's like... Here, take this quarter and pay it. Get, a, get like, a rat to chew that thing like, off your face. Their middle school career? What the... Like... Yeah, I hate the... Yeah, that lady sucks. Yeah, he, he like put her in a spot, and everybody, I wouldn't and want to meet a little are, girl that's not and that little a boy, dreamer. a dreamer, that boy who's missing teeth, like in the lobby's just laughing, he's just giving it to her. <laughs> and I like during that inter, like when they're having that conversation, they cut to Maisie. She's like, "Anything happened interesting over the week?" And the dog puked on the couch for an hour, and we couldn't get the goddamn dishwasher working or whatever. Doesn't the he yell like? Was he yell like blasphemy? <laughs> blasphemy. <laughs> Oh god! Yes. I love too that he's like fantastic. walking through the school like smoking a cigar. <laughs> well, no, he also said no. She's uh, she's like, and then he puts my socks or my clothing in the microwave. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Oh, that's yeah. what it was. Because the, oh, the goddamn washer machine. That's the line that the line that relates to me is the one where he's like, 
Well, I tell you, I quit smoking cigarettes. Yeah. It's like the five-year five plan. plan. I'm going out to cigars, then chewing tobacco. The, the like, pipe. <laughs> yeah, the there pipe, was a pipe in there. And then chewing tobacco. I was like, hell yeah, baby. Yeah, I was laughing as long as I time. Like, we've done that before. We quit smoking cigarettes, and we started smoking cigars. And then before you know it, we're back smoking cigarettes. I'm like, what the hell yep. are we doing here? Like, <laughs> Just reverted back, starting the five-year process all over again. Oh, this movie's great, though. Yeah. Good great family movie. film. Still good in- to watch in our 30s. Yeah. Dude, it's not watch, even having kids. None of us I have watch, kids even. It's not no, even like a... It's fucking great. I watch this movie once a year typically is how it averages because I just start. Love, now that it's on our Plex, we're good. And you hadn't seen this in a while? Probably since I was a teenager. So... Did you anticipate it making your list without rewatching it, or? Well, he referenced it last time when, like, we were looking forward at the end of the pod, mm-hmm. and I kind of was like, "Oh yeah, Uncle Buck." I was like, "I don't remember." I, I obviously I remember he was the lovable uncle, who's kind of yeah black sheep in a weird way. I don't know. You don't see, see a lot of the parents, so you don't really know. I think the brother does love him a lot. It's just kind of his wife. Yeah. Is just such a and when he pain. found that picture with his face. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah. Was, that was she tough, wears dude. the pants, man. Yeah, I could not. That was tough. Okay, I would. Oh, you just remind me when he punch a bitch. Uh, when he calls, when he breaks the china and he calls, he's like, <laughs> "How much? How is much that? was it?" She's like, "Where'd you get that?" Oh, England. Oh, England. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and how many times do you feed the dog? How many times do you think you feed the dog? Yeah, that's a great question. Four or five. <laughs> He eats once. <laughs> Four or five. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. I. And he needs water. I've been leaving the toilet seats up for him. That's what the blue stuff's for? <laughs> oh, <laughs> that explains a few things. You're simple. This is about the yard? Yeah, there's some colored splotches in the yard or something. <laughs> <laughs> I like too when he just subtle or not subtle, but it's just a quick scene where like he gets the first call from his brother and he does the clapper and it fucking wakes up the whole neighborhood. <laughs> yeah. Like the Chicago Cubs stadium, just it's like right next to up. Wrigley. Yeah, that'd be an expensive fucking apartment. Yeah, it would. <laughs> oh my god, North Chicago. That's actually like the better part. Like that would be an ex- that would be at least three or three thousand dollar apartment. Four thousand. Yeah. And I love how he was trying to tell the kids. Like, condo now. He's like, this is how I make money. And your dad will just going to have to understand this. But I got to go. He tries to take the kids to like the thing. And he finally realizes, like, no, I can't. I got to go find so Yeah, it so is. It has, it's sneaky emotional for sure. Well, yeah, just to the protection like, too, like the bowling alley where she protects her from the creepy yeah. guy that he knows. Well, in my head, I think he's like, which I got to call the girl, my ex, well, on and off girlfriend because I treat her like shit to help to let her know that I'm choosing and finding family over this nonsense and I'm not going to gamble I'm actually going to go get her and and I think that's where he realized like instead of gambling I need to settle down and this is the only way I'm going to do it is by making up with her And, and at the end like she's like Sorry, you had to look at this hideous. Your neighborhood had to look at this hideous car. He's getting a fucking uh, company car, company on, car Monday. on Monday. Yeah. Blah like, blah blah. This thing's got another hundred thousand miles in it. <laughs> I mean, this movie has some low-key funny, just funny yeah. moments, like the asshole at the bowling alley gets the toothpick stuck in his mouth. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking... And he, he actually has a scar in that area, so <laughs> yeah. you wonder, like, across did your mind, like, did he before? do that where he went through? Yeah. <laughs> 
Or him bringing the cat in. Who let the cat out? We don't have a cat. <laughs> yeah, like, it's, it's... I actually really liked the song in the credits, too. And I ended up looking it up. It was like a guy that had a one-hit wonder from this movie. I can't remember the guy's name. Oh, really? Probably deeper on my YouTube no, searches. No, turned that off before. But he actually, like, died a couple years ago. He Shit. had, like, a lot of health problems. But this was one hit for him. Well, at least he got a hit. Uncle Buck. See, having not... We, like he said, we watched it this morning. Had I we not even rewatched it, it was still gonna make my list. Because oh, okay. I, See, it's probably oh, been, yeah. it'd probably like been too long. For this me, was already liking right, it, right. but just being like, oh, I have to rewatch. And that's sure. where uh, the thing is, I knew it was gonna make his list. I knew it was gonna make mine, and I was gonna watch it this morning. I was like, well, I'm just gonna wait till Tom gets up. I have a TV show I can finish real quick, and that's it's the first that's on all three of ours. All right, so get this down. I have six left, and I'm sure you're going to take one of them. All right, so my number eight movie is When Harry Met Sally. Yep, I my number four. That. I got that one. It's an IMDb is 7.7, Metascore is 76, Rotten Tomatoes a 91% tomato meter, 89% audience, $16 million budget. Domestically, $93,117,425. Worldwide, $93,273,565. It's directed by Rob Reiner, written by Nora Ephron. I'll have what she's having. (laughs) (laughs) Isn't Nora Nora Ephron like a novelist? Yeah. Is this a book? I don't think it is. But I I think she's written a lot of pretty famous shit actually didn't she write like the notebook was that her maybe i'll have to look it up but that's a name i've heard several I've, times yeah, over the years i recognize and obviously everyone knows rob reiner yeah you could argue not to step on anything here no go ahead this might be the best rom-com of all time it's like up as there, far as sure. like just without getting it, it's it's not that it created cliches but it kind of i know there's some old woody allen stuff that's a little rom y this is I think this kind of threw it into the like stratosphere of like. You might be right. I mean, because this is before like Sleepless in Seattle and you've got Pretty Woman and and all that shit. Like this movie, Billy Crystal's so likable in this movie too. (laughs) Um, it did have a few awkward moments, but. The chemistry between Billy Crystal and Meg Ryan was pretty good. I well, thought so. What do you think were the awkward moments? Like the, some of the questions. Like their he fights. Would, and no, that's how he would talk to her. Like, oh yeah, he's kind of a dick. <laughs> yeah, he. Especially he's early very on. Pro, like guys can't. Especially be, when they first meet. For yeah, sure. like guys. Like, yeah, that's that's the rough. Guys can't be friends with girls because. When I said Billy Crystal is really likable in this, is like I just think he's he's so good in this. Like I'm not saying his character per se. But, like, him as an actor, like, this is the peak of his powers, kind of. Yeah, the most definitely. Yeah. He might be right. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... The only other movie I really love him in is, like, City Slickers, which is 91. What happened to Billy Crystal? He just... I mean, he was a stand-up guy. Stand-up. He was on SNL for a year with Mm -hmm. Martin Short. Kind of a weird cast. He ended up kind of being the Oscars de facto de facto host. Whenever they needed a host, they just bring him on. I think he's just one of those people. He's always people really like him in Hollywood. He's really 
clever well, and funny, but whole... he's never. He's not like the handsome movie star like Brad Pitt. Even yeah. though yeah. I remember watching this with one of my exes and she was talking about when we were watching it, she's like, Billy Crystal was actually weirdly like hot in this movie. Like I don't know she's like, I don't feel that way normally, right. but like in this movie for whatever reason, he's like she found him Weird. attractive. Um, oh, Meg Ryan was a stunner. Oh yeah. Meg oh Ryan. yeah, this is her peak too. Yeah. Like this before the doors and See, and that's the thing is is this movie makes you start thinking about a lot of things in life. Like, they wasted 10, 12 years of going on and off friends again and then end up being together, where they could have just... And it was all kind of based around that first conversation they had together. Yeah, it was yeah. first impression. Yeah. Where she didn't like him, and he probably didn't really like her that much either. Like, yeah. what if they... They just off the 12 years and they actually realize they needed to be together. And Sometimes that's how it happens, though, I think. I mean, it probably wouldn't have worked if they got together 12 years ago because they had to grow. Like, have you ever, like, heard or knew people that, like, maybe they were friends for years and then years later you, like, find out they're together and they get married and you're like, oh, my God, like, I never imagined it then, but, like, now it worked. Like, yeah. that shit happens. It does happen. Mm-hmm. Reconnect or... Yeah. Um, I do one of my favorite parts. I do enjoy the whole like double date with mm. Carrie Fisher and Bruno Kirby where they're trying to set each other up, but they just they like up setting are not up. good yeah. at together and they set them up. Yeah, that was great. Then they ended up getting married, and then they ended up like not talking to each other again. And then at the wedding is when they got back together. I think right. Um. Was, was it New Year's? I it was think. New Year's. Oh, it was New Year's. That's yes. when he finds her and it's like. Yeah, he runs to the fucking place. And mm-hmm. That's right. Uh, Speech is pretty good. I can't remember the details exactly. I I hate whatever yeah, I this hate when about you, do this you and but it was kind of I hate all this, but I love you because of it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And I did like kind of the running joke with Carrie Fisher before she got with his buddy. He's never gonna leave her. Oh, and yeah, they yeah. do that like through every single facet of their relationship. Like, you know what kind of made me sad rewatching because I was like, this is Carrie Fisher's last like really good role, and she was only thirty at the time. Yeah, yeah. You're because I know right. she's in like Force Awakens, but she was not healthy. I mean, her well, voice. She was, well, was she was in Drop Dead Fred. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my yeah. God. Her voice though, like in Force Awakens, is very deteriorated. Yeah, she put she put her body through the ringer. I mean, drugs mm. and alcohol, yeah. too. But I know she's in one of the Scream sequels. Maybe Scream 2? She's like a casting agent in some scene. I vaguely remember See, that, maybe. two or three. But, like, I can't think of a solid movie she was in for that 20-year span between. This is 89, obviously. So yeah, like, I can now off the top of my head. And she head, still looks healthy. I mean, she's aged so much. Obviously, she's... 12 years older than A New Hope. You know? Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. she's only like 17 or 18 in that movie. But, I don't know. Kind of made me weirdly sad. Like, it has like, the no. most iconic scene ever where she's in the It's thing. up there. Oh, the, uh, it's the, fucking uh, up orgasm. The orgasm in the That's middle. Right. I'll have what she's, she's having. having. <laughs> yeah. She does. I mean, she has a point. You can never truly know in a weird way. Yeah. That's no, very true. But, yeah, I mean, you... Well, I was going to say something I'm not going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that... There was one way, I guess. Well, Waterworks. 
Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's one of the most iconic remembered scenes in cinema history, I would say. Yeah. Especially, I mean, it's the most iconic rom-com scene. Yeah. One of them, yeah, for sure. Anybody that's into movies, no matter how old they are, this is a scene that's been in multiple, like, images and things like that. I also kind of liked, and it made me kind of pine for a different time, the older time period where, like, I used to do this on Seinfeld sometimes, too, where there'd be the split-screen phone call. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, we don't have that anymore. Like, I rarely... Mm-hmm. I think I called you four days ago about the Costco stuff. You're probably like third back on my call. Like I don't call anybody. My parents. Yeah. That's about it. Maybe my sister. Or a work call that might be, but that's work related. Where it's like, hey, what's where's this? What's this? Yes. Like I don't fucking call my friends normally. And Text talk here and there, and no, I. Ra- rarely. Know. I mean, that does happen once in a while, but. Yeah. It made me kind of like want to go back you know mm-hmm. or leaving messages on a machine and shit like that oh yeah well she's like ignore or she ignoring him right she was ignoring him yeah i watched this a couple weeks ago but... yeah it's a yeah movie. It, i hadn't seen it in a very long i didn't See, expect it to make my list when we were, making it when you and i were talking during the harry potter you mentioned you know what we watched that i really liked and yeah I th- at that point i thought maybe you'd never seen it i had seen it but it had been fucking so long probably been about five years i think i watched this actually i think i watched this when <laughs> carrie fisher died oh really in 16 17 well see i've seen this so i think i watched it like it was somebody suggested like, hey let's watch her and i was like oh yeah let's watch this for her you know kinda. i've seen this at least four or five times i like it i yeah i've seen it a couple but well, i hadn't seen it since like high school i'm actually wrong my mom called when i was watching this like five years ago and she goes, what are you doing? I go, I'm watching When Harry Met Sally. And she told me Carrie Fisher died. Oh, really? That's that's how I found out. I forgot. My bad. And my mom that's broke wild. the news. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, <laughs> so that, we're going to take our break. So I got six left. I have five. One. I have five. Five, six. So I think we get about... But let's just keep going around. I'll start and then once yeah, we'll we'll keep going. going. There's no point because there's going to be a lot that we're going to have somewhere. There's a lot that we've probably seen and crossover, even if it's not on one of our lists. Yeah. Yeah. So let's just keep continuing. Up in two. All right. So Lethal Weapon 2. It's my number three. It did not make my list. It was great. Um, IMDb is 7.2, Meta 70. Tomato, 82. Audience, 77. Worldwide, 228 million. I'm just going to round up. <clears throat> Budget, 30. Director is Richard Donner. Uh, Mel Gibson, Danny Glover, Joe Pesci, and Patsy Kensett. Written by Shane Black. Shane Black, Jeffrey Boehm, and Warren Murphy. But yeah, Shane Black was... Yeah, I don't write that shit down. <laughs> Fingerprints are all over this movie. Fuck no doubt. Did you rewatch this? We did, yeah. Yeah, this is the first movie I rewatched. Was it? Well, on HBO, I was like, what do I want to watch? I want to some, watch something funny. We have the series and the... It's such a good movie. I just love the chemistry between the two of them when they play. Yep. And 
his daughter having that commercial. He's oh, so, that's the funniest part. <laughs> yeah, his daughter is having a commercial that he's so excited about. He that tells the whole, and he tells the whole staff. <laughs> well, like, no, not he didn't. Well, Gibson does. Gibson, Gibson yeah. did, yeah. And then also like how they tie stuff in, like him having a contest to get out of a, you know, yeah, thing. Straight jacket. Straight jacket. And he does but it in the then, water. He, then he gets put in a straight jacket and put in the water, and that's when he sees his girlfriend dead. Um. Which I don't even call a girlfriend when I stand. A hot fuck. Yeah, basically. But, yeah, I mean, I, Lethal Weapon will always be in my thing. They're my favorite. Three and four are not too good. They kind of. Five's in pre-production. Yeah, and they had the show, too. Also, how old is Glover at this point? He's got to be close to 80. He's got to be, yeah. He has to be a detective at this point. Well, they became Captain. Yeah. <laughs> retired, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. <clears throat> um, Maybe they'll reopen a case or something. I, the one thing I didn't really like about this movie is that I had to tie it back into uh, Riggs's past. With the, with the girl? With the, no, with like the main thug was the one who killed his wife and yeah, shit. Yeah, that was kind of a little forced. I mean, you had enough of his past in the first one. Yeah, if they didn't, didn't have... To... But if they didn't state that, like, oh, yeah. He wouldn't have been so fucking it would... mad dog about... Well, I'm just saying it It wouldn't have changed... Like, it didn't, they didn't have to add that. It's just kind of like a little extra for no reason. Yeah. So I agree with you in that point. Because like, there's the cool story with the gold pen. Or the pen. Yeah, that... that That's a cool story. Like, it's, and yeah. that, that would have been fine if they just left it at that. But you yeah, didn't need to they add didn't need to the... add that he's the one that killed her. Yeah. Because it's just ridiculous. It's not a huge fucking problem for it's me, weird. but it's like, why you did that? Right. I just love how he's like, I'm off the clock, and he's just going to go fucking murder people. Like, fuck you all. What were they, like, South African? Yeah, yeah South, South African. African. <laughs> they racist as shit. Uh, Murtaugh goes to the, the consulate or whatever. It's like, but you're black? You're black? <laughs> yeah. Like, that is... And I, I don't really remember much of that growing up. Like, the whole apartheid thing. No, like, I don't. Yeah, I kind of remember Mandela being freed. Vaguely. Yeah, yeah. And becoming, like, bit. the president. Like, So, I will be out there. I think I more remember him becoming president. Because these were released, I think, in, like, the early 90s. Yeah. I was the kid that, you know... Back then, we didn't have Pornhub or Olmies. Where are you going with this? And so that scene with the boobies, like, holy shit. Oh, my God. I sit there, rewind, fast forward, rewind, fast forward. Like, hell yeah. Like, why wouldn't I? I had older brothers. I could find magazines. <laughs> well, I, uh, well, and my mom's was PG, but my dad's are. <laughs> now, did she ever end up going on to do anything? The no. chick? Patsy Kensett or whatever? No, I was? don't think so. No, good she was like a, a chick. Yeah. She was hot as hell. I would have thought about it. But as. Mean. Crossed my mind. Diplomatic immunity. Yeah, that's, <laughs> like, that's, that's another part line. that doesn't even totally make any sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, Has just been. So revoked. these guys just have like. 
So you can just mad slaughter people. Like, yeah. yeah, diplomatic. Like, fuck you. You're in my country killing people. Fuck you. I think diplomatic immunity can <laughs> get you out of parking tickets and shit like that. Yeah. I don't think it can get you out of murder. Yeah. If you're holding a gun to me and I'm a cop, doesn't matter what the fuck you have, like, I'm shooting you. That's just, that's the what's gonna happen. It's got a great opening scene too. Just that fucking chase. Yeah, yeah. It's my wife's new wife, car. It's my wife's new car. <laughs> I can't go over sixty-five. Uh, uh, you were right. I I couldn't fit. The end scene with the fucking trailer thing, where the fucking box car thing falls. <laughs> yep. And... Drops it on the fucking asshole. And I too like. There's another line, uh, when. The main goon fails to do whatever he did, and he looks down at the floor. Just wanted to make sure I wasn't standing on plastic. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> he just murdered somebody earlier. The scene with the fish? Yeah. yeah. It's calling and him Adolf and well, shit. Well, I love how Mel Gibson's character is like, eeny, meeny, miny, moe, and shoots Which the fish Which is a little ironic for Mel Gibson. <laughs> yeah, a little bit, forward. yeah. Had <laughs> <Not> a good look. <laughs> Too bad he is. He was so charismatic. Yeah, he's kind of made a mini comeback and just like still yeah. B movies, but like he's still making shit. And I wouldn't say I wouldn't watch. I'm not like one of those like I'm never watching one of his movies again. It's just like if he made a good movie, I'd watch it. He's yeah. that with Will Smith. Didn't you say you'd never watch a Will Smith movie? Yeah, and I was just being a douche. He wants to get rid of our Will Smith posters. Mm-hmm. Then again, I, then again, I just promoted douchiness <laughs> over racism. <laughs> but yeah, it's the fucking toilet bomb. Yeah. Like, that's a great scene, too. Like, how long do you think, like, he he's just sitting on a steaming dump for, like, 12 hours? He said he was down there. He was there since last night. Whenever Did they he ever get him. his his work done, or he just kind of sat there scared? I, he, he, I mean, he didn't see it till it was on the toilet paper, so he's probably done. He's probably the, sitting on like a bomb there, like a true yeah. stink bomb. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine so. Well, I think you can flush. You just can't get off the seat. Well, he didn't he's know gotta, that, but though. he's got to wipe though. Well, you do flush and then wipe and then flush again. Don't wipe. Just fl- get rid of the. He stick. doesn't have a goddamn bidet. Well, no, you desperate don't need times. A... Would you rather sit on that? No, 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 no but I don't. Ass? What are you saying? You're saying he did he see it and then just decide, all right, I'm, I'm, I am can't do anything is what you're saying, right? That would be my presumption. I would have just flushed, kept my ass on the thing. And... Or maybe he was scared to flush because maybe that was somehow triggered to that even. Like, yeah, you don't yeah, know. That could be. You never know. <clears throat> that scene takes a little, like, you need to suspend disbelief a little because they're like three feet away oh definitely there would only be a handful of people they would at least be they'd at least be fucking deaf (laughs) there would be a handful of people (laughs) at the very least the tinnitus archer bit yeah (laughs) there'd be a handful of people that i would jump in a tub like that and deal with that they're fucking brothers man yeah i would be like all right hug it out we're jumping i like too how they bring the the condom thing back to the office. Yeah. With the bouquet or whatever. And even he laughs finally. <laughs> yeah. It oh, seems dude. like a genuine laugh. Like Danny Glover was literally laughing. Like, yeah. Do you know what? We're going to see Tom Segura tomorrow. This is off topic. Yeah. Do you know what they, people are getting from the show? <laughs> is a condom that says I'm coming everywhere on the side. Like it says it right there on the condom. Wait, we're going to get one of those? I'm hoping. I think it's like a fucking merch thing you can yeah, buy. I'll oh. go buy one. 
But it his tour is called I'm Coming Everywhere. It's spelled the way that, I think yeah, of it. Or is it spelled normal? I like, think it's spelled the way you Yeah, it's the, spelled the, the way you're thinking, yeah. But the condoms that he's given out says, I'm coming everywhere, but you probably shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> That'll be fun. Yeah. No, I like this movie a lot. Oh, it's, I was it's great. I figured it'd be on one of your lists, but yeah. it was uh, it was close. For me, there were just a couple other sequel movies that I had to include. So, next is yours. Alright, probably the only one that has this, even though I think whoever has seen it would think it's a good movie. My number seven is Dead Poet Society. Oh, it's a good no. flick, not on my list. This is another one, same with Glory, where I'm like, I'm going to put something. Oh, Jesus. It's on your other side. Jesus Christ, we're not doing good. Why does that look like urine from it's like yellow in this black light sorry for the listeners this doesn't make any sense um so my number seven is dead poet society uh it's tomato meter 85 audience 92 imdb at 8.1 meta 79 directed by peter weir written by tom shulman had a budget of 16.4 million us 95.8 worldwide tom listen to this 235.8 million that is very surprising. Is it based on like a British book or something? I don't know if it's based on a book. Tom Shulman usually writes original screenplays, from what I understand. It's I just got wonder Robin why it would have such a fucking... Maybe it's just really influential. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Though you got to think back then, movies were in theaters a lot longer. That is like if true. you were a... Me- like. But what was, what was the jump between domestic and worldwide? 96 to 235. Yeah, that... Had yeah, to have it had resonated to somehow. I don't know. It takes place in America, though, so I Does don't it? know. Well, yeah. Then, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's in the Northeast. Uh, it stars Robin Williams, Ethan Hawke, Robert Sean Leonard, Josh Charles, and Kurt Wood Smith. Uh, it's about, I think it's 1959. And there's like, it's like a boys' preparatory it's school. Like a boarding school or something. Boarding school. Um, and Robin Williams is a new English teacher taking over for a retired guy, but he went there as a student. And everyone that goes there, I mean, there's a bitch, bit of, oh, I was a bitch right there by mistake. <laughs> there's a bit of a like class thing going on where everyone seems, I mean, they're probably pretty rich. Um, and Ethan Hawke's character is new there. His brother was like a prodigy there. And he seems a little bit like a misfit. But he warms up to some of the people. But Robin Williams is the new teacher, and all their classes are kind of like strict old white men teaching. And Robin Williams is like the young hotshot. In his first lesson, he takes them outside. He's like, Leave your books with them outside. Does like a unique lesson. And then, like, they go back and they're in their books, and he's reading the intro. And there's like a, he describes like a curve, like, of enjoyment how good a poem is it has, i can't remember the exactness of it but right it's his point is it's all fucking subjective there's no objective great right. poem it's like it's all up to, it's art poetry yeah, is art ab- that's what it really is well his whole point is teaching kids about critical thinking and like he has them rip off the introduction of the book because it's like so outdated and bullshit according to him so they find, I think their kids are interested because it's unique lessons, you know. They're like, who is this guy? Different. So they find an old yearbook of his from the from when he was in school, which would have been probably 10 or 15 years before them. 
He's probably mid forties. And he's looking and they see that in his little synopsis or his little quote or he quotes the Dead Poets Society. So they ask him about it. Like, what's the Dead Poets Society? And he doesn't want to tell him. He's like, Oh boys, don't worry about it. Well he leaves one of them a note that night about like, here's what you do and it's about like it's almost like reading poetry. It sounds super lame, kind of in a way, but it's a great movie. Have you ever seen Dead Poet Society? Yeah, we watched it in school. Oh, okay. I think we did too, actually. Isn't there a suicide in that movie? Yes. Yeah. Robert Sean Leonard, the kid, the guy he was in House. Yeah, he's House's buddy. He. Um, I watched this in my English class. I think it was English or something. Yeah, it, it, was had, English to be, class. it had to be English. I don't know what else it would have been. But he, they go out and like to the certain cave they say the same god what's the fucking quote they have they have a certain quote that they say like a mantra or something yeah kind of a motto mantra whatever like and then they start reading and like ethan hawk's real real shy and they get him to open up and like read more well robert sean leonard because it's about like it's about being more than just your curriculum it's about like critical thinking and being who you truly are and robert Shaw leonard wants to be his character wants to be an actor and his dad kurtwood smith is strict you know you're not doing this this year you're gonna get into harvard or yale whatever the hell it is and he's no 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 you're doing this you're under my roof you're doing these rules even though he's not really under his roof he's fucking at boarding school but he's paying for it but he undermines his dad and robin williams doesn't tell him he has to but he's like kind of like you know you should pursue your dreams yeah and he joins a play and kurtwood smith's character finds out and that night after the play he was great in the play everyone loved it takes him home pulls him out of school oh shit and the kid and then he kills himself in the morning with his dad's gun (laughs) and the kids find out and of course like it's pretty emotional and like they keep the dead poet society alive well what happens is eventually some of the older higher ups because I think there's some. It's kind of a buck against the system kind of. Yeah, but there's also like I think there's a lot of old people. I think it's almost like a church school too, where they kind of certain things he does they don't view. I don't. I that it just seems like that. It's 1959 also. Yeah. Yeah. And so the board of, you know, school board, board of directors, whatever, they uh. They fire. I can't remember. Something happens. They get caught off campus or something. I can't remember the incident. But basically, they all have to like one of the kids narks on like on making us on the group and on Robin Williams. And Robin Williams gets fired. And at the oh yeah, that's the thing. At the very end, Ethan Hawke's the one that stands up on the desk because the new teacher's in there. He's basically one of the old men in the school. He's just filling in. Right. He's like turn to page whatever and. He has somebody read, and they're like, the page isn't there. He's like, well, borrow someone else's book. He's like, the pages are ripped out. He's like, what do you mean? And, like, getting all pissy. And Robin Williams walks in to get his stuff at that time. And Ethan Hawke, as he's walking out, he's like, Mr. Whatever, I'm so I'm so, They made us do what they were going to kick us out. And he's just like, it's okay, it's okay, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and the old man's, like, yelling, like, stop all this. And Ethan Hawke who's been shy the whole movie stands up and goes oh captain my captain that's what he calls him and he's yeah and they, yeah, they all like sal- they all that. kind of salute him not all of them do but like half of them do mm-hmm. and then he's it's just about i think it's a really important movie for like 
being if someone were an educator or like needs a role model because like he was doing things outside the box for 1959 yeah and i you might be right i'd have to look at what it's adapted from or if it's an original the original you have to think it's almost personal to somebody or somebody's story because like you would think yeah but yeah, you're just the disparity, like you mentioned, in domestic to worldwide. That is a lot for 1989. That's what made me think maybe it was like a British it's story. Not like that a heist kinda movie hit. or a Marvel or a, you know, whatever, just a right. blockbustery movie. It's like it's I I don't remember what. It's just I don't know it'd if it was four, last year, like, a couple years ago. That'd be like 400, 450 million today worldwide. Yeah, for Easily. sure. Yeah, I don't know how that would have happened. That's very good. I mean, it's got some funny uh, yeah, stuff, I, some sad stuff. Just, there was was one, it streaming somewhere? I might have rented that one, too. That may have been No, wide. that might be HBO. It was, I can't remember. There's like two I rented, I think. Okay. Two or three. And then the rest I got from the library. I'm telling you. I don't know if Walker has a good library, but... Well, you can. You said you can't. Maybe you can. <laughs> yeah, Maybe. Because, like, it's surprising. Like, you might be at another that branch, is... but they'll, like, I got four or five movies this turn where it's just like, you're, I'll get a call. It's like, your, your movie's ready. It's like, great. That's surprising. And there's one I didn't pick up because I, I just didn't have time. And I already kind of had my list committed. So, but yeah, Dead Poet Society. I, I'll have to get back to that. They kind of remade this. Not remade it. They made a female version, Mona Lisa Smile. I mean, this. It's kind of a story that's been used. I remember Bill Burr had a bit about some girl going into the fucking inner city and she starts fucking dancing and yeah, yeah. doing all that shit. So, I mean... Well, there's a Hillary Swank movie about That's writing. the one he was talking about. Yeah, that movie's about, terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one's not that cliche. It's. I mean, this may have been the movie that started the cliche. Because this isn't... Well, I guess Half Nelson's more about a drug addiction. But there's a movie. There's a lot of movies like this. Oh, for sure. But this one's not that. That one specifically is like, white lady goes to inner city. This one's just more like, these kids are in a strict environment, and let's like open their minds up a little bit, and see if we can buck the establishment. He's not even doing it purposefully though. That's the thing with Robin Williams. It's just he's not doing it to be an a hole or like. Right, right. It's just what he feels is right and he went through the experience of being a student there so like he he's would just know trying better. to teach it's all he would know better do. than a lot of those guys would it feels like yeah but good movie i threw it on here it was kind of my last three or four movies at the end of the list were kind of like i could easily have had the three or four before but i wanted something a little i didn't think either you'd have this so yeah i wanted to at least give it some credit definitely all right so my number six movie, uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. It's just missed my list, but I did rewatch it. And I didn't. I it. didn't rewatch it, but well, if you need any help, I can help you out. There's an IMDb of eight point two, Metascore of sixty five, Rotten Tomatoes of eighty eight percent tomato meter, ninety four percent audience, forty eight million dollar budget, domestically. Hundred and ninety seven million hundred and seventy one thousand eight hundred and six dollars worldwide 
$474,171,806. Directed by Steven Spielberg. Written by Jeffrey Brown, George Lucas, and Menmo Mais. My, my yeah. handwriting sucks. No idea what that last one is. But we apologize to that writer. <laughs> yeah. It's a fucking Indiana Jones movie. Before they went fucking completely off the rails. It's the second best. It is the second best, for sure. But it's Indiana Jones, fucking Nazis going after the fucking... They're going after the Holy Grail. Holy Grail, thank you. Because Raiders is the Ark of the Covenant. I can't remember what Temple of Doom is. Temple of Doom was just some kind of diamond or oh, was it jewel or artifact it was i that's don't think it was one, based in history that's the one i can only remember like the heart scene the heart and like a scorpion or spider scene or something well you got a but that movie i'm sure it's still a fun movie but that's the worst of these three by far absolutely they're i think that's they're all better much. than crystal skull yes though they're making a fifth well supposedly why i don't know but yeah, I mean, you get. Sean I think this Connery. is the first one that you have a flashback, also. Yep. Where it's River Phoenix. River Phoenix, and you get to see where he got his scar yep. from getting whipped or whatever. Yeah, he takes. Uh, I think it's the Grail in the beginning. I think it is all about. No, that's not no, the Grail. What was, is that one? I, I just watched it a couple weeks ago. I should fucking know this. He's going after. He catches a cross like, or something. Yeah, it's a cross. It? Yep, and there's a group. And then it cuts back to him on a ship in the rain. And yeah. He's trying to get that cross back. Yeah, it belongs in they, a museum. They, they blow up the ship. Yeah. They kind of blow up their own ship. By mistake. <laughs> but yeah, this one is... Uh, is He doesn't been in contact with his dad. But he realizes like... His dad oh, has it, information he needs or something. His dad goes missing. Oh, that's right. He doesn't realize that at first that his dad was investigating this himself and had clues and sent him all these letters. That's right. With, like, the stuff in the church with, like, the the Roman numerals. And then X is 10, which is the middle of the floor. Or maybe it's something else, but it's, like, literally they have to dig onto the floor to get down into the... Right. God damn it. It's been so long since I've seen this. But his dad gets kidnapped by the people. It's the Nazis. Are they Nazis? I'm pretty sure they're still Nazis. Yeah, they're still fucking Nazis. (laughs) Yeah, he he ends up sleeping with the one Nazi. That's right. She was the like like, love interest. Julian Glover plays the bad guy. He was the guy that he plays Grandmeister Pycelle. Oh yeah, yeah. And he is uh, in the Empire, and Empire Strikes Back. He's in one of the... What are those big things that walk? Those big machines? The AT-ATs? AT-ATs or yeah. AT-ATs? I always call them AT-ATs. <laughs> but, yeah, he's in one of those. <laughs> Julian Glo- He's been in Star well, Wars, I mean, I... Indiana Jones, and Game of Thrones. That's a pretty nice run. Yeah, it makes sense that Lucas would bring him in. Always as a bad guy. Yeah, yeah. Because Pycelle's kind of a piece of shit. But, I mean, it's... Like, haven't not rewatched it. It's got all the fucking flavors of an Indiana Jones movie you want. Oh, yeah. Like, it just... Adventure. This one actually had history to it. Yeah, it's history, yep. 
I don't. There was a little bit of funny, like, and I don't not saying this is like something that's like, oh, that's offensive. But there is some things with the Indies character where it's like the way he talks to women. You're like, oh, Jesus oh. Christ. Like, it, like, it was the 50s. Like, yeah, yeah. It's, well, I was trying to figure out the timeline of all these movies. Because like Raiders, the Nazis are, is it the current regime of Nazis? I Germany? think that was like fucking. 30s? What yeah, year? Like I, how old is he? And what's Crystal Skull with the aliens? What is that? What year is that supposed I've, to be? I, I honestly this is all between know. like the late thirties and maybe early fifties. I think so. I don't remember. Did they ever say this? I don't think they said the year that I recalled. I mean, it could have been over the course of five years, maybe like thirty six to forty one. I was just 41. trying to figure out I... if Raiders was before this in the storyline. I think so because so his uh, he has his assistant that. Doesn't he die in this one? Oh, um, like his John Reese Davies. Talk about the guy that helps him out. The, like like his like, museum curator or whatever the fuck he is. The old, oh, he's an the older old guy. white, the old British guy. Yeah, uh, he doesn't die. They were gonna use him as bait to cross into that. The, okay, and yeah, Andy, yeah, yeah, yeah. Andy gets some sort of message from his dad. He can hear him, and he steps on like there's nothing there, but he's stepping in the right spots, and it comes. The bridge comes forth. And he crosses, yeah. but the first guy gets cut because he almost says, there's like a scene where he's like, duck, roll. And like he ducks and rolls and there's like these big blades that come by. But then this is a kind of a, I don't want to say nitpick, but like five minutes later when he's in the arc, when he's in this, and there's that old soldier that looks back and the one that's like, you chose what, poorly. Poorly or wisely, wisely, yeah. But anyways, before that happened, like. Julian Glover's character just walks in. I was like, how did he fucking know? How did he just come in this other... It doesn't, yeah. That kind of doesn't make any sense. Unless off-screen he fucking told him, all right, I mean, this that's is obviously, how I did it. But, it's yeah. just one of those, like, wait, if he had that much trouble getting in here, how the yeah. fuck did he get in here? I get it, for sure. A little nitpick, but... Really good movie. Like, honestly, it was one or two off of my list. Same with Batman. I enjoyed both of them. I watched I them mean, both yeah, a lot I mean, as a kid. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I want it. I haven't watched do you it in like, a while. Do you like the Indiana Jones movies, Trev? I know you're not a big like fan. I have not guy, seen it in 20 years. But do you like the series? I watched them as a child. I really enjoyed the Indiana Jones okay. series. It reminds me of like, Tomb Raider. Because it's not sci-fi. It reminds me of like, Tomb is, Raider is, a lot. Sort of. And I love They're, Tomb Raider. I mean, you don't get Tomb Raider without Indiana exactly. Jones. Exactly. Do you know what I heard that's really funny? Is after Raiders came out, and so that's 1980, I think. 80 or 81. 81, I think. Was... There was an enormous jump in college Archeo. kids that became art, tried to go into archaeology. It's the same thing that happened with CSI. Like, everybody went to school for I'm forensic. I'm sure Dexter helped with that because he's like a forensic analyst. Yeah, probably. He was a serial killer, but, you know. Oh, and, I mean, back to, we, we watched Uncharted, that yes. movie. Uncharted. Tom Holland, oh, Mark Wahlberg, Uncharted. Uncharted yeah. I have not seen it. No. We we just, I mean, it just got released. Oh, okay. We watched it. it. One of the better video game movies I've seen. Oh, it's based on the games. Yeah, the oh, Uncharted I games. I didn't know that. Yeah, which we played actually, and they were. You know what? To be honest, I haven't kept up on trailers at all lately. I mean, I watched the new Avatar just to see what the hell. There have been some in Jurassic, but like, I'll have to watch a few because there have been some good. And movies. I sent you that. Where I mentioned that movie, that Danish movie, that's a horror movie that looks yeah. fucked up. Yeah. For 22 when we get there eventually. But yeah. 
Yeah, these movies... I, I want to have a quick conversation with you, Tom, especially, and Trev can chime in too if he wants. I was thinking about directors of the last 40, 50 years, just like... And I gotta say, if you take their top tens of these different people, Spielberg beats everybody. I mean, by not even close. And it's weird because you're like, oh, Spielberg the last 20 years hasn't been as great. Think about the run of and influence of these movies. Jaws, Close Encounters, Raiders, E.T. I mean, Stranger Things doesn't have without E.T. No. Um, Schindler's List and Jurassic Park in the same year. Yes. Minority Report, Catch Me If You Can, Hook. Like, I'm just naming not even that great of his movies, but like... Prolific. There's he, no argument. And then you... Indiana Jones movies. I mean, he's... His career... He's... I don't, I'm not saying... Like, if I had to go to a desert island with one director's movies, he might be my choice. Because he's got enough quantity. Like, I like Christopher Nolan more for peak... Yeah. And personal preference. I like people like uh, Michael Mann or even but, Tarantino to some extent. Like, I mean, if you're going... But you like Scorsese's not even in the top ten that's that. Yeah. In my opinion. In terms of rewatchability or just... You can go so deep. Even movies like Munich are good movies. They're just like his 20th best movie. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. He's just... He's been around for 45 years. I mean, Jaws created, like, the summer blockbuster. Yeah, it certainly did. So, I just think he... People forget how good... Saving Private Ryan, Jesus. Like, how good he was. Yeah, he, I mean, he's in the argument, for sure. I mean, think about that six-year, five-year, six-year span. Jaws, Close Encounters, Raiders, and E.T., You'd be hard-pressed to find a better one. I know some people, a lot of people haven't seen Close Encounters, but that's a fabulous alien movie. E.T., fucking, I still cry when I watch E.T. Oh, Jesus I fucking Christ. love E.T. And Raiders and 81. Jaws. Jaws has flaws, but it's... I mean, that was... Nearly 50 years ago? But yeah, gotta say that. Uh, good choice. That was your choice, I think. That was mine. Because it didn't make any of ours. So my turn... It's your turn. I have top four left. I have one. All right. I have another childhood thing. And let's just be real. This is my dad. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. That's my number two. I hate to say this didn't make my list, but I do love this movie. IMDb is 67%. I knew it would be on everybody. That's why I needed (laughs) a couple different. Audience, 86%. Worldwide, 74.4 million. I'm rounding up. Budget twenty five. Director Jer- Jeremiah Chekchik. Chekik. Writer producer John Hughes. Of course. Chevy Chase, Beverly D'Angelo, Juliet Lewis, and John Johnny Golacki. Randy Quaid too. Shitter's full. Dude, the shitter's full. <laughs> and Julia Julia Louis Dreyfus, and then her boyfriend yeah. is Christopher Guest's brother. Dude, my yeah. dad is. This movie's great. If you ever met my dad. He's like, That's Chevy. <laughs> oh, he's Chevy Chase or Cousin Eddie? Ch- um, <laughs> Clark? A bit of both. A bit of both. It's bad. 
it literally like this is our family movie. Like every Christmas. Oh, these movies we watched. We this, watched this fucking. We would twice watch the year. original and this like every year. Mm-hmm. Europe sucks. No offense. Um, Vegas is European actually better vacation. than Europe in my opinion. Yeah, European vacations. Wasn't I Vegas on your list? Yeah, I love that. I movie. liked Vegas. Vegas actually. is funny. Um, no, this movie. God damn. <laughs> Dude, I burst out laughing every time the turkey gets cut. And it's okay. just fucking it's dry. You know what's going through my head right now? I fucking die every you know time. You know what's going through my head right now? I'm a little stoned, a little drunk. Okay. Tom's going up the attic and he's going to fall through this bitch tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to so be watching Jack and Thelma's old video. <laughs> fucking real films up there like i gotta hide my computer because this is expensive shit going on over here you guys might have well if it doesn't rain in the next 36 know, hours you'll be okay for now. yeah it will be fine down, for now, but... there goes my 1600 yeah, computer 400 yeah we're talking about two thousand dollars jump change but um and that's like two months worth of work on all this um. <laughs> okay. This movie has one of my favorite lines of all time. It's when Clark is offering Eddie to go sledding, and Eddie's like, "Sorry, Clark, I probably shouldn't. Got a metal plate put in my head." Oh, yeah. <laughs> and every time, whatever his wife's name is, turns on the microwave, I piss myself and forget <laughs> my name for a half hour. Dude, he's <laughs> Randy Quaid. Even going to like not a teen movie or some other like stuff on snl he he has such good little like quick 10 second <laughs> stories where you're just like what the fuck yep and it's it's just hysterical every fucking time it's too bad he was a nut job right? yeah he's he lost his job. fucking mind that was like 20 years ago too yeah still going strong. back in the bush days but their dog's name's snot i mean oh so, yeah he's fucking doris roberts doris roberts was in it didn't uh, she just recently die too? A couple years ago. Diane Ladd plays one of the ants. She's uh Laura Dern's mom. She was in Wild at Heart, the movie I had. Last she year. she was she, she plays the other mom, I think, maybe. She has to be. No, I think she was the like laundry the seller at the mall No, he... that's that's not no that's Diane not... Diane Ladd's way older than that. I looked I'm that woman up picture. That's, that fuck? woman's last name is Scorsese. Which made me kind of... I couldn't find anything really? to say she was related to him. Because I... Believe me, when I rewatched this, I was <laughs> like, who the fuck is this? No, Diane no. Ladd's probably at this point in her 50s. Oh, Jesus. Is she really? Because Laura Dern's in her 20s at this point. So, like, Laura Dern's her daughter. I guess you're right, yeah. I can't... She had to be the other... Either the other mom or maybe... Maybe Brian Doyle Murray's wife. But she's not in them enough of the movie to get, like higher up on the credit list because she's like the fifth or sixth name on the imdb i can't place her in that movie though i just I watched it. i didn't wreck because i don't know her by face that i think well. this was the first one we watched like when we started See, i just year, watched this about a week ago it's i mean it's great I mean, when he's having his breakdown. Yeah. I even like the stuff with Clark, just like when they're getting the tree. And, and like, then, Julian like, Lewis is like literally freezing. <laughs> okay, so what my love is when um he got his bonus and it was like the jam of the... The jelly of the month. <laughs> the jelly of the month. He's like, That's you the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. You know what I want? 
for my Christmas present is him with it in my yard with a fucking bow, blah, blah. And then fucking Uncle Eddie just shows up with that. <laughs> that's the grip. That's the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. <laughs> what was when Clark finds his the little girl and I'm shitting bricks. Oh, oh you shouldn't say shit or you shouldn't say words like that. I'm sorry. Shitting rocks. Yeah. <laughs> but that actually that the part where he talks to the the daughter the grand or Eddie's daughter is kind of sad in a weird way. Yeah, it's, like, it's they didn't get, some emotion they didn't to get it. Gifts, sure. You know, and like because yeah. they're poor and. He's Santa know where we are. It is weird for like a middling salesman to be like, I want to put in this extravagant pool in my backyard. <laughs> right. That's my dream. And it's like, they're just like a middle class family. Yep. I love to like the Julia Louis-Dreyfus, like the, like the ice fucking coming off the house and just going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like there's water. <laughs> and when oh, he's stapling the was... thing and his arm gets caught in the thing, he's trying to move the ladder. He's jumping with it. I was like, it's such a fuck? shame. He's such an asshole. Yeah. Apparently he is. Like everybody. Oh, is he really a big oh, asshole? He's apparently. a huge asshole. That's the whole reason I think he died off in the nineties. I... He came back on community and they hated to work with him on there. Yep. Rogan ha- actually had an interesting thought about that. Like, he's kind of old though, actually, when he got started. But even that, like, he Chevy did so Chase. many prop mm-hmm. falls on like his old movies and SNL. Joe Rogan thinks he has like fucking CTE or something. It's not impossible. Because he pulled up some clips of him like doing those falls on SNL back in the day, and he was landing on his fucking head. I'm Chevy Chase, like, and you're not. Yeah. No, when SNL started, Trev, he was already, like, 35. Oh, shit. Like, okay. this movie, he's, like, 47. Yeah, I looked it up, and I was shocked. Old. I was yeah, shocked. I he is. He's like, almost yeah. 80. Yeah. I think he might turn 80, like, next year. And I was like, wow. But Community, I think, I don't think he was on the, I never watched, I watched the first season, maybe. It's not, it's all right. Yeah. I don't think he was on the final season or two, because I just think they I hated think, working yeah, with him. That's like, what the story is. And he was the first SNL star to leave. Yeah. Which has some ego in it, especially when it was a brand new... It was a phenomenon, but... Yep. Like my parents... That's one thing I kind of learned from them. It was like how big of a deal it was. We thought it was big in the 90s, early 2000s. Like it was fucking everything in 1975, 76. Oh, definitely. Well, it was... I mean, yeah, there was four channels back then. But yeah, great, great movie. Whose was that? That was Trab's, I think. Yeah. That All was right, mine. three of my next four, I think Trab Tom's gonna have. I think you're gonna have one that. I, I don't want to say my number six is. I think it's your number one, and I feel like a dick saying. If it's going Bill in order, Ted, Bill and Ted's I, Excellent that, Adventure is yeah, my number one. That's, That's how strong this tops. I mean, I when Harry met Sally and Lethal Weapon two higher, but personal I preference. One, two. I have two left. I have three. Tomato meter eighty one, audience seventy five, IMDb is six point nine, meta fifty. Directed by Stephen Herrick, written by Chris Matheson and Ed Solomon. Budget ten million, made forty point four U.S. forty point five worldwide. Good job. <laughs> Got to think is that Europe or Canada? Uh, probably Canada. Probably. Keanu Reeves, Alex Winter, George Carlin, Terry Camilleri. Um, 
Yeah, so this was this any of this based on something, or was it just a completely it's original? It's an original idea? story. Completely. So okay, so Bill and Ted, it's Keanu Reeves. Which one, I forget which one's Bill and which one's Ted again. Bill S. Preston Esquire. That's, that's yeah. Alex. Is Alex Winter? Okay. So I don't know. For some reason, in my head, I'm like trying to remember which one was. And Ted Theodore Logan. So they have to give like a history presentation at this assembly which seems ridiculous that would like what assembly did i ever have where did i get a fucking presentation at a mall yeah (laughs) it's it's so awesome though but they are just kind of like not great students they're i don't want to say burnouts but they're They're definitely burnouts (laughs) yeah kind of didn't get into that though they could have PG-13 or something. I don't know what this was even rated. I think it was PG-13. Was it? Well, they ended up... George Carlin in the future, they're like the saviors of society. He gets sent back to help change this one incident where they... to help them pass this... Their history report so it doesn't break them up. Yeah. If Ted fails, he he goes to military school school in Alaska. So it would break up the band. They end up getting a time machine from George Carlin to go back and, like, learn real history from the people. And there's, what, like, Plato and... No, Socrates. Or Socrates. Oh, yeah, Socrates. <laughs> uh, Beethoven. Uh, jo- Abraham Arc. Lincoln. Joan of Arc. Uh, Napoleon. Yeah, Napoleon's, like, the first person they get, I think. Yep. It's right. And he's the one who kind of escapes and goes to the yeah, Waterloo with his brother. fucking shit. Oh yeah, really? His brothers, yeah, the brothers. Oh, they go bowling and shit, 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 and the whole like hot stepmom, Genghis Khan, Billy the Kid. Yeah, Genghis Khan, Billy the Kid. Yeah, because they get Napoleon, then Billy the Kid, and then they go to. That's when they go to. Where do they get? They go to they go to Greece, and then they go to medieval England, and that's when shit goes haywire. Oh, yeah, where he thinks he's dead, and he's like, <laughs> I slipped out of the suit, man. <laughs> yeah. Then they hug. <laughs> Fag. Fag, yeah. <laughs> like yeah, so watching, re-watching that, I was kind of like, Ooh, Holy boy. shit. I <laughs> couldn't happen today, but Nope. Love it. <laughs> um, it's a great movie. I mean, it's obviously... I didn't have Bogus Journey on my list, but I did like Bogus Journey a lot. I'm, and I admit, I'm, I haven't seen the new one. You should, man. That's good. That's the one where we fought over. Was, uh, yeah, that was part of the... This is my sleeper. And then he replaced it with... Uh... Oh, God the... damn it, that was the one we listened Palm to. Springs. Palm Springs, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> it's all right. That was a shit show of a fucking movie. Yeah, it certainly that was. That 99. Those are my two worst, and those are back-to-back years <laughs> we did. Yeah, I got too high on those. Probably. But... Yeah, this movie, I mean, you're, it's kind of your, this is I, your realm, so, like, I love this movie, but this is your, like, all-timer. So, uh, I'm gonna let you kind of just... I mean, it's it just, uh, the soundtrack is so fucking, like, late 80s, just power rock shit. Yeah. Like, I I had this soundtrack. I was surprised in this one, because it's been a while, and I watched Bogus Journey more recently. They don't do as many... They don't do it at all in this movie. Don't they do it, like, once? I, I think it's not even them though. It's almost like they do it, but there's like a sound of a guitar. I think you're right. 
Because I was so Bogues Journey, they do it like a dozen times probably, which is great. Oh, yeah. I loved it. And then you had like the evil robot us is doing the just yeah. the hand thing. Station. Station. Yeah. But no, just like the strange things are afoot at the Circle K. Yeah. And they have the conversation with themselves and then they come back and do it later. It's just it's a very Every time script. I go to the Circle K in Grand Rapids, I think of this movie. My ex-girlfriend used to live over there, and we'd be driving to her place, and every time I'd strange driving by it, strange things were afoot at that the Circle a, That K. is a strange fucking place. <laughs> yeah, it's... It might uh, be a Circle K a, thing, to be honest. It's like the save-a-lot-of-gas station. A little bit, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, hopefully I, you guys are not into litigation. <laughs> yeah, it's it's... But it's also, I mean, I know they don't go deep into the history, but it's like kind of a fun history lesson at the same time. And it's like, yeah, you at I, least know the names of people. I like, I like the shit with Socrates. Like that's funny as hell. He's <laughs> like, he can't speak the language. And like, oh Freud, we forgot about Freud. Oh, that's right. Sigmund Freud was there too. And tell me about your mother. Yeah. <laughs> or uh, when they was getting booked. Like, why do you claim I'm not? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Would you like a couch to lie on? God damn it. Because, yeah, what's uh, Bill's dad? Is it Bill's? Damn it. Ted's dad. Ted's dad, dad is, is the, the captain or captain. whatever the fuck. Yeah. And the, I mean, it, it it's a very loose interpretation of how time travel could possibly work. I'm okay with that. Like, we'll just have to take your dad's keys after the report and bring them back. Yeah. And here they are. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's fun, though. But then using the tape recorder to distract him, and then now opening for Iron Maiden. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wilds. Wild Stallions. Wild was the name of my fucking fantasy football team, I think. I think it was. Oh, no, I wasn't in your football league. I was in a baseball league with you. You were uh, no, Prestige it was Worldwide. Prestige Worldwide and Wild Stallions were my fantasy teams of whatever it was. You get, I'm surprised there has to be a band out there called Wild Stallion somewhere. There has to be. I would imagine. Or would there be litigation with that? There could be. Kiana seems cool enough to not really give a fuck, though. I don't know. Alex Wonder actually does, too. Yeah, I mean, Keanu has his own band. Or he used to. Yeah, yeah. Like, he was a bassist or something. But Yeah, I, feel, I felt weird because I was like, I don't know if i should skip over this because i know it's gonna be times one that or two. was my number one i love this movie like yeah you haven't said much on this what do you what do you got going on with bill and ted i mean i just love that it's two people like have a strong b- friendship and they'll just it's go like you through two. yeah it's like you're gonna go through anything to have that root friendship just imagine you two each just going and it's so far out in this whole world of like yeah who wrote time time travel in a um old payphone so i don't know i think this is very creative and let's be real Keanu Reeves is the boss. There's like, got to be a little bit of Doctor Who influence, just the phone booth situation. I would have to think so. so that's a show sure. from the 60s originally. Yep. Chris Matheson, I don't know the name. Matheson Solomon. 
they the only thing I remember them from they wrote all three of the movies. Okay. Like it's been the whole creative team between one, two, and three. Which is cool, I think. But yeah, I was, I've always been a big proponent of time or proponent fan of time travel stories and because I could be the proponent. This one was great. <laughs> yeah. If you're having a debate over somebody about <laughs> yeah, time travel movies. Proponent. But yeah, it's fucking fantastic. Is Love your it. favorite time travel movie? No. It could be your favorite movie, not the best at doing time travel. Per se. It's probably my favorite. Yeah. It's Back to the Future. Yeah. You know, it's not perfect either, but it's still awesome. Um, Personally, I like it more, but honestly, that's just me. Honestly, uh, Time Crimes is a good one. Oh, yeah, I remember. What, what year? That was an early pod. That was... Oh, five. five, six, four. Yeah, that was an early it's one. A French film, I think. I remember the poster. It was like a fucking like mask on a face, like a bag almost, or it's something weird. Rags, essentially. Rags. But yeah, that one is a good one. Primer. That one's pretty fucking complicated, but that's a good one. Butterfly effect. No, but <laughs> is that even time travel? That's just kind of like effect of. Yeah, that's kind of a cause and effect. Yeah. Lost had some time travel, which was absurd, but it was fun that season. Yeah. I know you didn't really watch Lost. But didn't really watch Lost. I think it's worth it, actually. I've yeah. heard it was good. You have 80 to 90 hours of time. <laughs> so, yeah, I've got I've got three. Two. What do you, you got? got? Um, I have two. I have three. Do you want me to go again? No, yeah, just yeah. I mean, that one was on all of ours. I think it was on all of ours, too. Number five, Back to the Future 2. Yeah. That's my number three. All right, so I'm just wiping this out here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That means I think one of mine is... I think the other one you and I are sharing. And he probably I, has it, too. Then I don't think yeah. the other one is... Well, I don't know. Now I'm kind of questioning, because there's a couple I left off. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Tom might be like, what the hell? It's personal preference. There's nothing to Back it. to the Future 2, though. Tomato meter, 64. I don't know if I said it like a fucking idiot. 64. Audience, 85. IMDb, a 7.8. Meta, 57. Those seem kind of like... Not the IMDb is pretty normal, but Meta and... Yeah, it seems... The critics did not like this as much. Which I don't get. It's not as good as the first. No. But, but it's better than the third. Yes. Director Robert Zemeckis, written by Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Budget forty million, US one hundred nineteen, worldwide three hundred thirty-two point five. Stars Michael J. Fox, Christopher Lloyd, Leah Thompson, Elizabeth Shue, and Tom Wilson. How do you give Tom Wilson a shout out? He played Biff. He's in a lot of this movie. Yeah. Like a fucking lot of this movie. Yeah. And Elizabeth Shue replaced the other, the original chick, which I kind of forgot until I'm like, that doesn't look like Jennifer to me. Yeah. And I looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's not. And they replaced the uh, dad, too. Are you sure they did? Yeah, because uh, originally it was... Crispin Glover. It, I'm pretty sure he wasn't... I thought it looked like second. him when they show him briefly in that one scene where he's, like, upside down, where he's like, hey, you know. He, I'm, I thought that was... Unless they had a guy uh, that looked a lot like him. I'm almost positive that that wasn't Crispin He's kind of Glover. a weird 
hard to work with guy too, but in a more indie that. way. Yeah, more he's method a, or whatever the fuck you want to call him. The last time I saw him was Hot Tub Time Machine. Oh, that's the right. one arm guy loses his arm. But yeah, this takes place. You know, it's right after one. Lloyd shows up, says something's wrong with your kids, just like the end of the first one. And he goes, "What are they like assholes or something?" You know, <laughs> which I think they had to reshoot that scene because Elizabeth Shoe was in that scene. So like, You're, they yeah, they ended. They had which, to reshoot the op- the opening from the ending. Was funny when when I said to you. When you did Ghostbusters 2, yeah. I said, man, it's been five years in between sequels. This was four. Yeah, that's... But they had a plan. They already knew there was going to be a sequel because of the way the first one ended. Yeah. So that was the difference between one and our Ghostbusters and this is where it's like, right. oh. This, I mean, this one this is This one set literally up. says, like, we it have to It feels like it was a trilogy before they even started. Did they... I, you know what I loved about this is there are references to the third one where, like, when Biff becomes a billionaire or whatever because of the almanac, yeah, they show, like, in the museum, like, his grandfather, whatever, in 18, and Dead. it shows him in the West with, like, the best gunslinger. And I was like, holy shit. Yeah, that's like, that's right. kind of cr- – I haven't seen this in a long time, probably 10 years. I was like, Jesus, that's – and, of course, what I thought was really cool, at least – I want. I rented this because I don't own these. Random. I don't own these for some reason. I, I own them on series, DVD. Yeah, it's a handful of series. Where I'm like, how do I not own that? <laughs> yeah. But I don't, and so I rented it because I was like, I need to rewatch this because I know it's gonna make it, but I need to be able to talk about it. And at, in the credits, when they show basically a partial trailer for three, where it's like, it's sh- that's right. They did. I'm like, do a button. Scene I'm like, that's fucking cool as hell. <laughs> like, that's so innovative. Like. 33 years ago where you're just like well, here's our and that came out in 90 so they probably already had a lot of a shot yeah for sure it kind of makes me wonder what was the first like after credits movie scene like could it have been this no uh it's not really like bueller a... had one. Oh yeah bueller does that might have been the first one john hughes baby yeah rest in peace always been gone for a while but that, that, that's the earliest I can remember. That's a good point. Because it's not like any... Could you imagine it being like... After Star Wars Episode Four, if they had just showed a button scene for five? Oh my god. <laughs> god damn. Five to six especially? Because five lays off on just such a high note of like... Holy shit. Yep. Yeah, that's wild. Back to the future two. Travel, what are your thoughts here? I mean, not. I mean, all of them will be on my list. Yeah, three made both of your lists. Right? Yeah. yeah, didn't make mine. I do like. Um, but I mean, it's one of my favorites. Like it's, it's two is probably my least favorite. I think it goes one, three, two. I go the other way. One, I go two, one, three. two, three. Yeah, but I mean. Yeah, one's by really. far the. I mean, not by. Yeah. I shouldn't say by far, but it's it's pretty universally the best. The best. What I remember, I think it goes that way. But I but yeah, this is a great movie. Three is also like the foggiest in my memory. Like I haven't seen it. I mean, I watched it once when I think, not when I lived here, but one night I stayed over and we did a pod or we just hung out, and it was on cable and I watched most of it. Yeah. Or maybe we watched it the next morning. It was just on cable. 
Yeah. And I enjoy it immensely, like Mary Steenburgen. Like, yeah, she's fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful lady, too. And Ted Dance's wife. Yeah. But, like, yeah, I thought it was so cool with, like, the almanac where he's like, Miami? <laughs> And like that, they play the they Cubs. make a reference to the Cubs? Yeah, there's something. Well, it's also that. funny because they're both in the NL, and at the, in '89 we didn't know the Marlins were going to exist. So yeah. like it is actually, and they're not called Miami till like 2012. Yeah, and the whole Jaws 19 or whatever the 3D oh, yeah. fucking poster was, they got eaten by. They recreate the skateboard scene with the, the hoverboard. Like, the manure thing comes up a couple times. Yeah, butthead. <laughs> yep. Uh, um, yellow or chicken or whatever the yeah, fuck that comes back. There's one thing that's like I know it's supposed it to be silly, but it's like stupid. It like is. it is a stupid thing, or it's like that's really? right. It was yellow and but that's why. I, oh yeah, free. free. That's why I kind of think like it's supposed to be. It's not like taking itself seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Lloyd, Christopher Lloyd's one of those people too where I see him, and I've never known. It. Like, he's probably 80 years old now. But, like, oh, he could have been 80 then. Yeah, he looks like, like I don't he's, know. He's like, changed a bit. Like, when you look at him. Uncle we Fester. We just watched him in something, like, new. Really? Yeah. He was in Nobody. He was the... Oh, with Bob Odenkirk? Yeah. I never got a chance to see that. Is it good? It was. I'll it... have to check that out. I think it's still on HBO. Or one of those. But, yeah, he's... I remember being shocked too, because I always thought he was, a, he was a producer on Frasier. And one time, I think you told me you're like, "It's not the same guy." And I was like, yeah, "What?" It's a different Christopher Lloyd. There's more than one Christopher Lloyd. <laughs> but that hole in the time fracture where he goes back to '85 oh, and things are up. fucked because the guy's got the shotgun. Biff got and... the almanac again. This is kind of a loose interpretation of how time travel happens, but yeah. It's it's entertaining. But I love the explanation. The at eighty five miles. I love the hour. explanation of Doc Brown from Doc Brown though, where he tells him, "No, no, no. We like we can't change. You can't, if we change what's happening now, we're just changing this timeline. We have to yeah, go back and change go the back original to when you changed the timeline before. So. And I like the whole like, where he sees himself playing guitar and he drops the sax or like whatever on the guy and the guy's gonna beat him up. And then of course gets to watch his dad him. fucking. Layout Biff. Yeah, it's great. It, yeah, it's. And Christopher Lloyd coming across Christopher Lloyd, where he's kind of like. It's like the whole thing with Prisoner of Azkaban we were just talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's right. The time turn. It's like, wait, was that me? <laughs> that's not that's time... right. Yeah, we talked about time travel during that. <laughs> yeah. God damn. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, this trilogy. I think the original Star Wars trilogy I like more. The original. Yeah. Lord of the Rings trilogy. I haven't. I actually weirdly haven't watched it in probably a decade. I. But I know it holds yeah. up. I just know it does. Yeah, for sure. Like Hobbit movies, I don't know what the fuck they were doing, but. I know the original trilogy holds up. Like it just does. And then this, is probably next. Because there's a lot of. Movies like Lethal Weapon 1 and 2 are great. Falls off. Beverly Hills Cop 1 and 2, great. Falls off. Yep. 
I don't know what else. What's the follow up? Like, what's after those? Two? I mean, and you might even have Back to the Future ahead of Lord of the Rings or Star Wars. That, that might be a person. I'd have it ahead of Lord of the Rings. And I wouldn't. I wouldn't even. Star Wars. And I wouldn't even knock you for it. Like that's a but valid choice. We did a best trilogy. With uh, but it had to be strictly three. It couldn't. You couldn't just cut a series. So Star Wars, you couldn't do exactly. Could you do Lord of the Rings because of Hobbit? I. I can't. I'm well, you to chose remember. Back to the Future. Right? I chose Back to the Future. He chose the Millennium. I would have chosen the Millennium, oh, the Millennium Trilogy a good one. had he not. I, I had to go to my. At the time. You went with your heart. You could have gone Matrix. Do you guys I, ever accidentally we, choose the same thing when you do it with, with her? No, we. You plan it ahead. Yeah, a little bit. But. Straight Trilogy? There's. Yeah, like if Die Hard had ended at three, maybe it'd be like fourth. Yeah, had it ended. Actually, I did like the fourth one quite a bit. But yeah, that's the we one. We have no uh, ice. That's why I'm not making drinks. Is the fourth one with? Uh, that's with Justin Long. And what's the bad guy's name? Uh, what's Timothy Oliphant. Oliphant. I like him. You ever watch Justified? No, heard it was good. Justin got me to watch it. It's actually really good. All right. Uh. Do we can take a break for ice? Yeah, we have no ice. And no soda pop. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. I think we only have like... Well, all right, I'm going to go again because I've got two and you each have one. My number two, I don't think anyone has this, is Say Anything. Watched it and loved it, but... Oh, you did like it then. I did like it. I did like it. God, I, I fucking love this movie. It is the first time I'd ever seen it. Yeah, I thought so. I think when we talked in the Prisoner of Hands Command pod, you were like, yeah. I hadn't seen this. That's the one That's I was right. mentioning. Okay. Like, we mentioned this That's during right. the pod, and I didn't, I'm guessing you, I just thought you didn't watch it. No. Oh, it's so good. Audience, or Tomato Meter 98. Audience 85. IMDb 7.3, Meta 85, written and directed by Cameron Crowe. I didn't see a budget. 20.8 million US, 21.5 worldwide. John Cusack, Ioni Sky, John Mahoney, Lily Taylor, Jeremy Piven, and Joan Cusack. So it's about a movie. It's, it's about high school graduation day. There's like John Cusack is. He's kind of like the guy. Not that I'm the same as him, but when I was in high school, I was kind of like the guy who was kind of friendly with everyone. Like I, was that asshole? like I just kind of could talk to the nerds. I could talk to the jocks. I could talk yeah, to the emos. I, I could I talk was to everybody's friend. Like everybody liked me, and I liked them. Like it was kind of like, but I, not that I had a lot. I'd still had like three or four or five close yeah, best yeah, friends. Yeah. But like those, like just hey, like he up? did with the hey, what's up, Byer? Guitarists like, or whatever. The yeah, guitarist girl. Yeah, Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor's great. In that movie. <laughs> uh, so he tells he's got two close girlfriends, Lily Taylor. I can't remember the other actress, but. He's like, I'm gonna ask out Diane Court, like the nerd, and yeah, yeah, like, and you realize like, she's close with her dad, who's John Mahoney, rest in peace, my guy, <laughs> fucking Martin Crane. That's the right. Best that that move, best show television dads of all time. I had no idea he was in the movie and oh started, really? Yeah, like holy fucking shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, but like she, you learn quickly that she's kind of like sheltered. I don't remember what happened to the mom. Mom died. No, they got divorced. Divorced. I was and trying to remember exactly what it was. Because she, the daughter, went to the mom saying, "Hey, the IRS is looking into dad. You need to say oh, some good words right. or yeah. whatever." 
and like he invites he wants to he's like i'm gonna date her like like beauty and brains like kind of like they're kind of like no way and he's just persistent and gets her to go out with him to a party and she overdresses but she's looking real good that's she was dating yeah, anthony Kiedis at the time this. yeah hey did you watch it with tom no oh yeah you did did I? The one Say the boom, anything? It's the one with the boombox. Oh, We just yeah, watched this stuff yeah, too long. That was a good movie. Yes, okay. The light, the heat, your eyes. And that was the song that they lost their virginity to? Is that what yeah. was playing in the yeah. car? Okay. And like, well, she gets pressure from her dad because she has a scholarship to go. It's kind of like a road scholarship. Yeah, go to quite. England. It's like Some an alternative Cambridge road scholarship. It's probably not even real. Yeah, but like, and now I... See, we watch this too early, I think. Yeah, she she uh, decides to date him, and they end up kind of falling in love. But her dad keeps pressuring her, yeah. pressuring her to like, no, you got to get over this guy because he's. I think he's like, I don't want to sell anything that's been processed or buy anything that's been processed <laughs> or sold. Yeah. Or he's he's all into been... kickboxing. It's like it's the next big sport. Which it's is kind of right, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it kind of yeah. was, yeah. Good call by. Uh, Roy Dobler, that's his name. Yep, Roy Dobler. That's right. She's Diane Court. Um, and then there's a subplot like her dad is like a fucking sh- shyster. Like he's he owns like a retirement home and he's yeah he's like yeah. A, taking money from people. He's who taking dies. Sh- like yeah like he's stealing like their like Philip Baker Hall has that scene with her where he's like, check out your home. Is there any furniture? <laughs> Nice, but not too nice. Like, he's talking mm, about the karaoke, mm, but, or not the, the jukebox. The jukebox. Yeah, just like, that costs like $9,000. China and like different things that like yeah. rugs, like just things that don't belong there and extra cash laying around. And her dad's a piece of shit deep down, even though he's like claims to be helping these old people. Like he's just robbing them when they die. Yeah. And when he finally. Which I don't know the legality. Like, was he getting in on contracts, having them sign over shit to him legally? Like, I guess not. That can't be right. I, yeah. How does IRS have to be, like, in the... That has to be, with, like, tax with his business is not even related to, like... He's zero. probably taking cash and not reporting it, would be yeah, my guess. Yeah, he's got that like, bunch of cash at the house. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like... I love the little kid, too, like, his nephew. Like, the, they're doing the kick oh, they yeah. boxing and shit. Like, that's fun. This is a good. It's a great movie. I love uh, Lily Taylor with her ex Joe. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I wrote fifty six songs about you yeah. or whatever the fuck. It will never be me. It will never be me. It's like kind of like a pre preamble to like nineties female rockers like Alanis or like yeah. Melissa Etheridge or Natalie Merchant, where you're like the, the genesis of Hole. Yeah, Hole. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> I always like seeing Lily Taylor like conjuring. She's, yeah, I, I had to look her up. Seas- she's got a season two run in Six Feet Under. Like she's she's a good actress. I recognized she's her. I had to look her up. Very like, unique face, shit. definitely. But like kind of pretty in a weird way. Like not. Yeah. Traditionally, like oh that's she's odd. Like it's just kind of. Hey, she's pretty in a weird way. Yeah. Sorry if that's. Whatever happened to because. I own I only Sky or whatever her name. I don't was. know what happened to her. She never. She has a small bit in Wayne's World as Roblo's girlfriend on the bed one scene where they're watching a commercial. I think I looked her up when we were watching the movie. She did a lot of TV shit. She's I the think. Asian. She, no, she's the the main girl. She dated in real life. She dated. Anthony oh Kiedis. yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah. And Anthony Kiedis is uh, bought a bag for you. I read Scar Tissue. 
He talks about it. They were together like two years. She was supposed to be the cover mm. of Mother's Milk, where it's got the breasts and like the yeah. four of them. And they use a different, but there are, there is a version you can find on Google of her mm. version with like her boobs. Yeah. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's, say anything. I love this movie. It's, it's. That, I mean, talking about iconic. Cameron Crow had a good run, man. Iconic movie scenes, just him standing there with the boom box. Yeah, like the everybody boom box. knows that. The Cameron that Crow. was like the iconic thing about the that movie was I think like when Harry met Sally iconic movie thing um, when the boombox thing yeah came, that's this very, it was very iconic year this is the year that like that's what started a lot of things there was a couple lines I actually really like there was one where it's like oh what did she say. I'm a guy, and she's like, "Don't be a guy, be a man." There's a yeah. lot of guys in the world, you know, and I'm like, oh, "I understand what she's saying." Yeah. And then I also liked, um, God damn it, sort of slipped past me at this point. Yeah, I don't remember. There's a couple, <laughs> but there's a couple was, like really that, like solid lines in this movie. The conversation he had with like the beer drinking guys after they broke up and he goes to the gas station oh, yeah, and they have that conversation. The part's funny though. He's like, what are you guys all doing here then? Like, <laughs> Yeah. Jeremy Piven's one of the guys. <laughs> Pre-losing yep. his hair but like kind of not that close. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Oh yeah. It's when John Mahoney's like, what are your intentions for my daughter? And he's like, just want to take your daughter out. Like, <laughs> yep. Just want to spend the summer with her. Yeah. Yeah, I want to spend every day. And then even when he's in jail, he's still giving him shit. He's like, "Look, yeah. I'm I'm going to Europe with your daughter. You can go fuck yourself." I think there's a steadfast rule that needs to be applied, like, and I wish we knew it back when we were going off to college, like, or anybody that's going off to college. If you're dating someone the summer before college, just break it off before you leave, unless you're going to the same college. I guess maybe it might work. Yeah, even I that's mean... doubtful. But like. You can't be like, hey, I'm going to go to Grand Valley. Oh, I'm going to go to Oakland University. It's like, oh. <laughs> okay, we'll see each other never. Yeah, we'll be seeing a whole bunch of work. other people. Yeah. yeah. I think that should be like a rule. If you're, le- if you're dating someone in like July of leading into your college year, just get rid- Just break it off. Because, yep. yeah, I mean, th- th- there's a work. point to be made there. They were dating for two not, months. Yeah, not months. And then he goes to Europe. Yeah, that just, I, I imagine it didn't last, because you imagine she's got to be with a lot of intellectuals and people, and he's just yeah. like tagging along, like, hey, uh, he's <laughs> he's a great kickboxing. He's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was like he's a very likable character, and John Cusack at that, I mean, he was probably became an ace an A lister from this point. movie. Yeah, but like the '90s kind of teen rom coms is. A fucking stuck-up bitch or a douchebag that kind of turns. Neither one of them were overtly. Yeah, they're hateful. They were all like, she's just kind of an. She's she's not even like a nerd. She's just sheltered. Yeah. Shy. Quiet. And that's why I remember when she goes to the party, she says something about like, I don't think she says this is the best night of my life, but she's kind of like, people keep saying to her like, God, I never even knew you. I wish I had known you. Yeah. And it's kind of like she almost like wasted time, even though she's getting 
a great scholarship and or fellowship. They keep going to fellowship. Yeah, fellowship. I think is what they call that. But like, yeah. And seeing John Mahoney in it, he's doesn't he kind of almost like barely have gray hair even? Like he's still like. Yeah, he. I mean, he had a full head of hair, and it was Frazier's not ninety three. Started. Three or four. Three or four. It was right around there. I mean, he's in a movie coming up, but I think it's eighty seven. It's called Tin Men, which is worth a watch. Barry Levinson's. Oh he's yeah, a, he's yeah. in that with Devito and a couple other people. Okay. Dreyfus might be in it. He's in that. Like, wait, not to get off topic, but like, wasn't isn't wasn't he gay? Didn't they come out? I think so. I'm not a hundred percent on that, but I think he was. Oh, that's interesting. Know. I remember when I watched I watched this the first time in high school and with my sister and I remember like from that perspective thinking the dad was really creepy like towards her and this time I didn't get it as much no yeah I didn't pick up but for whatever that. reason back then I, I was just protective I guess but like I I almost counted it as almost not that anything I happened. mean kind of like the dad from uh not think like anything happened but it was just like oh, it's no like creepy in a weird way like but yeah. this time I didn't see it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. pick up anything. But maybe it was just something I saw when I was just 17. Just kind of overprotective, I guess. <laughs> but no, it was the first time I watched it. I, I liked it a lot. It's a good movie. I, I was kind of on, on the fence between it was going to be this or when Harry met Sally. Oh, okay. It was going to be one of the two. On... Well, I knew when you said you really liked when Harry met Sally, I knew it would make your list. I mean, I know you rewatched it, like you just said, but... yeah. Yeah, I didn't know if you get a chance to watch this. I'm glad you watched it. Yeah, it was, it was a good flick. I enjoyed I it. I loved this movie. Even more than I did 15 years ago. Yeah. So we each have one. I'll let Tom go, I guess, because he hasn't gone the longest. Yeah, it probably was my last one. But this is the thing. I'm curious to see where this goes because it's one of ours. I don't think it's all of ours. My one, two, this is my fourth movie on the list. Major League. Mm. That's my number one. Okay, that's... That's your number one? That's what I was confused about. I thought it would have been on his list for sure. Uh, He'll get to it, I think, but I think I know what you were... What I was thinking. Sorry. Keep going. IMDb is 7.2. Metascore is 62. Rotten Tomatoes, 83% tomato meter, 84% audience. $11 million budget. Domestically... Forty nine million seven hundred ninety seven thousand one hundred forty eight dollars. Directed by David S. Ward, and written by David S. Ward. It's got Tom Berenger, Rene Russo, Wesley Snipes, Charlie Sheen, Corbin Burnson, Chelsea Ross, and uh, Did you Dennis Haysbert. Berenger. Yes, yeah, I Berenger okay. first. I mean, he's really the main character in a sense. That's why I was surprised when I missed it. Yeah. I'm glad this is on your list. This is what I was like, is it this or another I was, movie? I was thinking a different movie for you. Okay. But we'll get into that after. This is like one of, this is my number one. This is one of my favorite movies. I, it's a fucking fantastic fucking movie. I it, quote this at work all the time. My friend and I, my friend Jason and I always quote, if something is like a name is missing, it'll be like, this guy here is dead. <laughs> Cross him off then. Like, it's weird. It's weird as with male. Like if somebody dies, you literally endorse it deceased. Like if if you died, I'd I, I was your male person. You got mail. I'd first class. I'd say deceased. 
and the date. <laughs> that fucked up. A little bit. But that's what I was just saying. of was like, we'll cross him off then. <laughs> this movie's awesome. It's, I mean, the now Guardians. Is that what they are now? Yes. Well, this is a perfect time because, like, in our childhood, I know you were, you were, t- you were what, five and 89. I was one. Yeah. By the time you were 11 and I was six, the Indians became awesome. Yeah. For a few years, like Lofton, Ramirez, Tommy, Jose Mesa, all those fucking people. Albert Bell. Yeah, Albert Bell. And, like, in 89, for people that don't know, like... They lost 19- to the Braves, right? Yeah. From 1954 okay. to 1993, the Indians were a fucking joke. They finished... They, <laughs> they didn't finish higher than fifth and like, maybe once or twice. They finished, like, third or fourth. Kind of what the Tigers have become... I mean, it's only been like eight years. Okay, I mean, forty they, they, fucking years. They were the baseball version of the Lions. Yes, that's the best way to put it. I suppose. And even the Lions made the playoffs in the nineties, somewhat. Yeah, but they were trash. But the baseball up until the mid nineties only had you know the division winners. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's a different playing field. I love this movie. I wish I would rewatched it. I didn't rewatch because I knew it didn't It wasn't to. streaming anywhere. You know, yeah. it wasn't and streaming. I don't own I it. For some I don't it's we like don't Back either. to the Future trilogy. I'm like, why don't I own this? Like, I love this movie. The bitch of it is, I uh, we have Major League Two in there. Yeah. But we don't have the first one. It's actually one. not that terrible. It's not good. It's not terrible, but it's... It's good. It's not. It's not list. It's okay. Yeah. It wasn't making anybody's list. There's, yeah, there's no question about that. But here's the thing. Oh, yeah. Bob Euchre... Yeah, that's the only thing we always quote. I don't know. It doesn't have anything to do with work. We just we just quote Seinfeld, the Major League, and Spaceballs all the time. Where it's like <laughs> one hit. All we got was one goddamn hit. <laughs> He's... You can't say goddamn in there. Oh, no one's listening, anyways. <laughs> and... Bob Euchre, who ended up doing World Series games till like '97. I think Joe Buck took over with McCarver in '98 for Fox. Yeah, I think but he used to be right. on NBC with Morgan and Costas. Yeah, and as the season goes along, he just starts drinking and shit. Yeah, drinking. The fans in the outfield. The when they're <laughs> pretending to cheer, like they're yelling like, Woo, let's go Indians! It's like just them. Yep. So funny. The, and this was the one with the... It's been a minute since I've seen this, but the female owner... Yeah. yeah. Was, wants them to fucking to tank to so they can move them. That's right. They want to yeah. move to Florida, which is funny because they got a team four years later in real life. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, she her husband dies. I think she takes over. That's right. And that's and, when they have like, you win, we take a piece of her clothing yeah, off. Yeah, they take the a piece of her clothing yeah. off. Uh, that's the whole joke with spring training. They're, going, they're like, most of these guys are past these pri- their prime. And then one guy's like, half these guys didn't have a prime. <laughs> And then that's when somebody goes, this, this guy here is dead. <laughs> that's right. Um, it's got the whole bit with the groundskeepers. It goes back to them, and it's like, oh. <laughs> God, these guys are shitty. And one of them is the janitor from Scrubs, Neil Flynn. Oh, the really? Middle. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck, I remember that now. And then it's got like the Japanese guys are like, they're still shitty, but it's like, <laughs> in gen- it's like subtitled because they're speaking Japanese. Yeah. Um. One of my favorite things of this movie that cracks me up, and I fucking laugh every time, and it's probably a subtle joke, 
is in the one game playoff with the Yankees, which is funny because the guy, remember the guy for the Yankees in the movie that has the mustache is really good. Yeah. He was a real major league player in the early eighties named Peter Vukovic, who was a pitcher. This is a dude who was going yard off. Bone? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He was a pitcher in real life in the eighties. He actually, I think he was like a couple time all-star. He was pretty good. Played for like the Brewers and sure. the Cardinals. Anywho, Haysbert or uh, Joe Boo, or not Joe Boo, Joe Boo's the, what's Pedro Serrano? Yeah, Pedro. But Joe Boo's the His, thing. Yeah. Well, he hits the home run in the play. My favorite thing, I wish players. They're like, fuck you, Joe Boo. Yeah, fuck you, Joe Boo. <laughs> yeah. I wish players really did this, but I, there's probably something in the rules about it. <laughs> he carried the bat He carries the, the bat. <laughs> he carries the bat. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I laugh every time. Like, even when I was a kid, I always thought that was hilarious. Because I think it's actually subtle. Like, it's not, like, an overt is, joke. Yeah. I mean, I don't remember that ever happening before. So just but, seeing it happen But just is, the fact that, yeah. like, if you didn't know anything about baseball, you wouldn't <laughs> catch that. But, like, there has to be something in the rules that you have to dispose of the bat. I, there has to be. Would Otherwise, why would everyone... So. I mean... Why would you drop it to begin but with? But also, why would you run at the bat? But if you had a home run, maybe you would. But I love that he just carries the bat and he fucking around second base is just like holding that and just like... If somebody did that, they oh, would dude. get beamed. Oh, for sure. <laughs> but if it's in the rules, they might actually get already kicked out. If it's a... Like, I don't know. I'd have to look up the rule book on that. We'd have to. I Because there I are weird know. baseball rules that you just don't know about. But like... Yeah, because, I mean, it happened once and they put a rule on it and it's not something that's ever going to happen again. But that's one of those subtle, like, I laugh every time. Also, uh, that's a good one. When he shows up, he's Tom Berenger's a little stalkery in this movie. Yeah, he's just kind of creeping on Rene Russo the whole fucking time. Yeah. And he shows up at her apartment and the guy's like, don't talk to her. And he's like, suck my dick. Like, it's just... Behringer, that's probably Behringer's prime. Between Platoon and this. Yeah, he had like the substitute or whatever. And I, oh, yeah. It was right around this time. He's an inception. He's the uncle. When, I remember being yeah. shocked that I didn't know at the time. I didn't him. realize that was him either. And then like, I I think my friend Joe from home texted me. He's like, we were talking about the movie. And he's like, Tom Behringer. And I was like, Tom Behringer's in this? Yeah. I saw it in theaters like three times. Uh, one of my favorite lines too. The shit, I've been cut already. <laughs> Fucking all sprints everybody from bed. I mean, you may you may hit like maze, but or you may you may you run like haze, but you hit like shit. <laughs> or the, is this uh, his best? Is this his best role? I like White Men Can't Jump for him better. I like Blade. Blade too. Or Blade, I mean, the first Blade, not Blade 2. Well, Blade 2 Blade is fucking too. awesome, too. Yeah, it's hard to say. I guess that he had that in, like, uh, what's the train movie? Passenger 57? No, it was uh, Money Train. Money it? Train. With Woody? Or... He, had a, he had a pretty big run in the early 90s, late 80s, early 90s. So. And you went away for tax evasion? Yeah, as a... There's a Kendrick Lamar song about it called the Wesley's Theory. It's about tax evasion. Um. Yeah, I have one more. And you guys are out, right? Yeah, I just want to mention one more thing about Major League. If Tom remembers, the coach, the manager, yeah, Lou Brown, 
Um, I remember hearing a story. They did rewatchables for Major League on Simmons podcast. Mm-hmm. They're like, not surprising. Lou Brown was a big partier. The guy that played him, him and Sheen would stay up all night playing cards and drinking and getting like fucking strippers and shit. And he died at like the age of like 58. And it's like, that's not surprising. Yeah, he looked like he was 75 in that But I love the movie when he gets the call at the tire place and he's like, tire world. He's like, hey, would you like to come coach some Indians? He's like, uh, I don't know. <laughs> he's like, Wasn't that I got an order of white walls coming in. Like, like Vaughn came out of the Mexico penal fucking He came out of the California penal league. Yeah, that's right. And Bernson uh, character, Roger Dorn, was the only like former all-star, but he was overpaid. And Enough of this Ole bullshit. <laughs> he pisses on his contract. That's right. There's a lot of good fucking scenes. But anyways, Trev, you were the finale here, number one. Or Little not number Mermaid. One. That's what I thought I, was going to be the crossover here. This is the first of like the classic Disney movies that didn't make my list. Do you I see the mindset mine. I have now? Where no, I'm like, I, I think you mean Little Mermaid. IMDb is 7.6, Meta 88, Tomato 93, Audience 88. Worldwide, 2043979, whatever the fuck you want to do with that. Budget, 40, 40 mil. Director Ron Clements, director writer John Musker. It's a great movie. It just just missed. That was definitely a just miss for me. I like I said, it's it was the movie. first. I also didn't rewatch it though. In fairness, we did. Did you? Yeah. Oh yeah. It holds up. It is a very good mm-hmm. movie, from what I recall. It's probably yeah. been about four or five years. It's a great movie. Um, anything. I just have to say, this movie's a great movie. Yes. It's not that long, either. It's only like an hour and 20. It's an hour and 20, hour hour and a half. Was this like the start of the Disney comeback? This was like... Because Beauty of the Beast is 91, and then Lion King is... Aladdin's 92, and then Lion King is... Yeah, this was the renaissance, if you will, of the Disney animated. It's fantastic. I just... Like I said, I didn't rewatch it. The great songs, yeah. you got to kiss the girl, like all that stuff. Like good songs, great, great everything. But Ursula, fucking. I I tend to like the darker. <clears throat> the penis Disney on movie. the penis on the. Sh- yeah, yeah, on the, the fucking cover. VHS fucking tape. Oh yeah, nineties kids know. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean this one, like the end battle, it's pretty fucking dark. Mm-hmm. She stabs him with, or stabs her with a fucking. Aren't a lot of the stories from Disney based on, like, old Hans Christian Andersen and different shows? A lot of them is are. Is this one based on anything? I think that there is a old folklore about a mermaid. I don't know how much they take okay. from it. Yeah, I wasn't sure but, about this one. I mean, a mermaid is kind of a... It's like, I know Aladdin's, like, Arabian Nights stuff. Yeah. I kiss the girl. It's a good song. Sebastian. Flounder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Ariel. I mean, how many girls were probably named Ariel in the early 90s? But And then that, and like when she brings up all the shit she finds to the seagull or albatross. Yep. That's a fucking... Fuck, I don't remember what he called it, but the fork, and he said, it's what you do with your hair. Oh, yeah. And then she's sitting at dinner with fucking Eric or whatever the fuck, and yeah. she's using the fork in her hair. Mm-hmm. Like... I almost rewatched point. it. This is one of the ones like last night I could have. 
But I just was too tired. I'm like, eh. And I ended up staying up because the thunderstorm came in and I just kept staying up. But Right. This is a good flick. I mean. Do you see my mindset now, though? I'm like, I do, I think yeah. When you, absolutely. Like, you're like, I think he has. I was like, I know he doesn't have major league. I didn't think he had major league at all. Oh, hey, yeah. yeah. I knew he liked major league. Oh, really? Sure. I, th- I thought for sure Mermaid would be in it. So I'm like, oh, no, shit, I'm major left out league on two of these. Would have been in mine if I rewatched it. But then but... I would have been shocked if you didn't have Major League. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. So I would have had out. Major League if I already watched it, but I did so not funny. So quotable. So I want to mention a couple missed the cuts. Not going into details, obviously, because it's not what we do here on Miss the Cut, but. I have a few of them. So I didn't have Christmas Vacation. I did not have The Last Crusade. I did not have Little Mermaid, but they're all there. I liked Sex, Lies, and Videotape. I did watch I that. never saw it. It's pretty solid. James Spader's great in it. Drugstore Cowboy. Yeah, we talked about that a little Good bit. Andy. I never got to watch it. And Do the Right Thing. I actually watched it for the first time. Liked it. Very influential. Actually, Tarantino ripped it off like twice. <laughs> kind of. Which is crazy. Like the... You wake up in a dream, you better... You shoot me in a dream, you better wake up and apologize. That's literally a line in Do the Right Thing three years before Reservoir Dogs. I'm like, wow, that's kind of shitty. Yeah. Um, um, Roadhouse, didn't really give a shit about. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. I always liked that as a child. I love child. that, yeah. That was going to be another... Uh, um, one that didn't age well. That probably did not age very Might well. Might need to watch. I never saw Born on the Fourth of July. I've never seen I that. never have either. Uh, Driving Miss Daisy, I never saw. Parenthood, which is the one at the library Parenthood right now I for me. Steve Martin, though. Yeah. And then uh, Crimes and Misdemeanors, I liked, which I guess Woody Allen's supposed to be really I liked good for him. Parenthood, yeah. Uh, the Abyss. The I don't Abyss, think yeah, I, I ever saw. I never saw it. It's long. I did watch. I did watch Kiki's Delivery Service. Did you? It was good, but just didn't make it. But it was good. Uh, Drugstore Cowboy didn't watch. Warlock is a horror movie, which I had seen before. Liked it as a child, but Tetsuo, like the fucking Metal Man or whatever, mm-hmm. I wanted to see, just wasn't available. It was the, like the Fabulous Baker Boys with the Bridges Brothers. That one, yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Do, do you remember The Wizard? No. That was another Fred Savage movie. Oh, jeez. It was a kid taking, I, I'm assuming, having not seen it again, his autistic brother on a road trip to play a video game tournament where the game they play is Super Mario 3. Oh, wow. Which apparently hadn't been released, but he knows the secret to get the whistle. Like, it's, it's fucking stupid as fuck. That makes fuck, you want to play but, Super Mario 3. But watching it as a child, it was fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, Feel the Dreams, I thought, would have been on your list. I haven't seen it in a long I time. I didn't either. And it wasn't streaming, at least without me paying for it. Yeah. And so, yeah. I thought about it, but I kind of kind of had my mindset on the list so the burbs I, I always liked as a kid hadn't seen it never saw my left foot um, i'm sure it's a great performance but it doesn't interest me and the cook the thief the wife and lover lover yeah, there's a couple 
Trav, there was like a rated X film. Yeah, no, it wasn't. Was it that, was that one? Yeah, it was that one. And yeah. then there was like another Spanish one that's like rated NC-17 for that and None of them period. are rated or available. There was a couple. He's kind of prominent in this time period, but Pedro Almodovar's films. He's a Spanish filmmaker. Yeah, I'm... He's got one next year. He's got one this year. It might even be the, not the one you just listed, but the, the, the NC-17 the other one. one. Yeah. There was Society, I think it was a foreign film about uh, orgy cult. Oh, there was one like about that. like cops and Korean type film. What was that one? That called? was uh, had, Japan. I can't remember. It had a. Was it was that the Tango and Cash? Oh, was it? And I didn't know that. That's coming up in a year. I remember or two. watching that trailer. Stugatz's like favorite movie on Levitard. Loves Tango and Cash. Fuck. Do you know what I'm talking? There was like a cop movie I, though. Yeah, it was. Uh, Michael Douglas and somebody, their partners, that they go to Japan and fight the Yakuza or something. Oh, okay. I was no, I was thinking this movie was like entirely foreign. Oh, the killer. Is that what you're thinking of? Is that there's Korean? Yeah, maybe. I think that was John Woo. Oh, no shit. I think so. Yeah, this is, this is a fun year. It's deep. Like I said, like, initial list from looking at it didn't change too much. Yeah, mine didn't too much either. I guess Lethal Weapon 2 jumped up a bit. It was going to make a list probably. Dead Poets and Glory jumped in, but the rest are pretty much I knew. Like, Major League I knew was number I didn't even have to rewatch it. I was like, that's my number one. Yeah. Guess. I knew that was. I'm a little surprised Batman didn't make mine from the initial list, but I was yeah. kind of like, I've seen it a lot. I like it. There's just things enough stuff I don't like about it. I guess that's kind of like yeah, I, I I get it for sure. And then of course with the worst, this is probably the one of the first age the worst I've done where I actually literally was like, I just don't like this movie. Yeah. Usually it's like oh, I like this, but this little thing. And this yeah. time I was like, yeah, this fucking movie sucks. <laughs> yeah, it happens. But, uh, yeah, 88's coming up. 88? I know there's, like, Die Hard and, uh, Coming to America. Um, Beetlejuice, Die Hard, <clears throat> Rain Man, Willow, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, They Live, Heather's. Game of the Fireflies, Coming to America, Big, Akira, Mississippi yeah. Burning, da 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 da. Oh, sorry. Bull Durham and Eight Men Out are two baseball movies from that year. Yeah. yeah. One bad. movie I'm gonna have to recommend to you when we get there. I might remind you because obviously we're two and a half hours into drinking. Have to. Um, it's called Lady in White. That's on my short. It's on HBO long right list. now. It's more nostalgia for me. It's not a great movie. There's a lot of bad effects in it, especially late in the movie. I just rewatched it. Kind of a thriller horror style, right? From what I read about it. It's like a murder mystery. It's a little bit of, there's a little tinge, not in the creepiness or darkness of it, but like stir of echoes where it's like, help me solve this. Okay. You can get on board with that. I love it. It's got Lucas Haas when he's a kid. Lucas Haas is the guy in Inception in the very beginning that gets taken from the group in the helicopter. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's the one that's, like, t- 
turned on them. The kind of scrawny guy. Yeah. You know? He's in the he's the kid in this. I know. I don't really recognize anyone else per se. I mean the main the dad, I guess, I kind of like I know this name this face, but I can't place it. That's on my list of movies for that year. It was one of those because my parents when we had cable when I was a, before I was even born. I mean, or early years of my life, my parents didn't buy VHSs. They taped movies off cable, and there'd be like three movies or two movies. Yeah, per I, I remember box. those days. So, Lady in White was one I watched several times as a kid. Yeah, it's like based in the '60s. I think it's it's a good movie. I don't know. It's flawed. I mean, it's not perfect. It's but it's, I mean, it's gonna make my <laughs> I enjoy the fuck right. out of the movie. But give it a chance if you. If I'll remind you. Yeah, definitely. But all right, anything else to add? I think everything's good, man. Eighty nine is in the books. All right, eighty nine. We're good to go. Eighty eight next, and then maybe we can think about redoing stuff or whatever we got to do. Yeah, we'll there. figure that shit out. I I would like to at least add. We can do a plus five. Just do. Yeah, we don't have to redo re- it completely. I mean, we can at the beginning of each episode say, "All right, this was our five for the year, and these are the five. That... You could even commentate if you do it. Not take too long. Be like, "I might change this, like to this." Yeah, you could bit. change the slot. You and I, I know bit. he doesn't know rank them, but like, <laughs> yeah, like actually, this would have been like number three. I mean, yeah, had I seen it or for sure, I like it. But all right. Till next time. Peace out. Well, shit got a little loose. Hopefully you understood everything. Whether or not you agree or disagree with our take on the movies, hopefully you learned something or were at least entertained. So come back for more... Booze and Bullshit. bullshit.